Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you, it's hip to be square. On a very special episode, we return to Cybertron as we tackle the ever-changing franchise. Transformers Rise of the Beast on Normies Like Us. Calling all Autobots. Hey, hello. I thought after the car chase, we were boys. You brought a human here. Stranger danger! Stranger danger! Over here, kitty kitty. Stand down. I won't ask a second time. You heard it up top. We return once more to be more than meets the eye when we talk the seventh live action Transformers film that we're covering here on this podcast because we are talking Transformers Rise of the Beasts here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, Call Bumblebee. And this is Mike to Miss Prime. <laughs> and this is Jake to Miss Prime. Jake to Miss Primal. There we oh, go. Jeez, thanks. And we're joined with a special <laughs> guest, Colin, you want the intro? That's right, we are. Once again, uh, he joined us on our Bumblebee episode when we went through in the past for our previous Transform May, where we covered all of the live-action Transformer films. Turning guest and Transformers expert, my brother, Evan. Hey. It's, hello. It's very weird to be called a Transformer expert even now. <laughs> so, I don't know. I would say professionally, I would uh, say personally, yeah. yes, I would say the title fits. But thank you guys for having me back on. Oh, thank you for being on. We, we really appreciate having you. We're very excited to talk. Uh, something that I think drove us a little crazy at the time. We've had a little space. I don't know about you guys, but I am happy to be back to Transformers. Absolutely. Uh, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it, uh, Beast Wars is the, the, the draw, I think, here, at least for okay. this one, right? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to you know, talk about our last time talking about Transformers, if you remember, two years ago, Normies, mm. Transform May, we called it. Uh, so it was literally two years ago to you know, around this time. Uh, mm. And if you look on our YouTube channel, those Transformers, uh, Transform May videos are some of our biggest hits on YouTube for some reason. Why? On YouTube, people love those Transformers videos. Uh, they're our biggest <laughs> hits by far, so check those out, normies. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was fun talking about those. They want interesting it. Interesting movies. They clearly yeah. have been asking for it. We are back. We're here. We're talking Transformers. But back, Mike just said, uh, "Biggest draw, Beast Wars." Let's let's talk about that for a sec. What is y'all's history with Beast Wars? Ev, we'll start with you as the guest. Certainly, no, as your brother, we like yeah. Beast Wars. You were there, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember when we were on vacation, when they aired the two-part premiere. Um, oh my we, God, no. If we woke up super early to watch it in a hotel room and then later came home much later in the week or whatever, when they would start airing them in syndication. So yeah, we were there from the beginning. Uh, I, remember, I remember feeling a little bit weird because we got the toys first because they came out before the show mm -hmm. did. And we got them for Easter, I think, one year. Uh, it was a tarantulas and... I can't remember who else we got. Maybe a Rhinox, maybe a Cheetor, maybe a Rat Trap. Maybe a Cheetor, but I remember Cheetor being very hard to find uh, mm. when he first came out because then the show picked up and he was everybody's favorite character. But it was only like, we only got like two figures for a while. Not and then we Air were watching Razor. the show. 
Uh, Air Razor much later. <laughs> Not Optimus Primal? Much later, much later. Obviously, once we got into the show, we were in it for life, and yeah, yes. we, we got crazy. So, <laughs> And it kind but, of yeah. wasn't the only one. From the same studio, we were super into reboot. Uh, we just uh, the 90s, weird CGI stuff. But did any of these shows hit you guys? Were you guys into Beast Wars? I was not. I mean, I was not a Transformers kid. If you go back and listen to our old episodes, I probably mentioned that. Um, and definitely the Beast Wars was not something that I was uh, aware of at the time. So this is all kind of new territory for me. Wow. I uh, I was in the Beast Wars because there were dinosaurs in it. And I like dinosaurs. Eventually there were. Um, I can't remember oh, yeah. the name, but I had the, the good guy raptor one. Dinobot. Uh, Dinobot. Really easy. <laughs> just Dinobot. Because I was Dinobot. trying to like, what's the name of the Dinobot that's a raptor? And it just yeah. keeps saying Dinobot. I thought it was hallucinating. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. Dinobot. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. It's very confusing because in Generation 1, there's the Dinobots and then they have all their names. And then, yeah, I know. Right. I completely understand. Correct. Correct. That's why I was getting confused. So I'm like, I thought that was a genre. But yeah, that's uh, Grimlock yeah. and those guys. And then there's just Dinobot, proper noun. That's his name. Uh, but yeah, I watched this, you know, a lot early days of CG. It was an interesting show, and uh, you know, I, I I watched this more than I watched Transformers proper, like the cartoons when I was younger. Like this, yeah. I watched definitely a lot more. So when they announced that this was going to be the franchise that they're bringing into the Transformers verse, like I was, I was more excited than I expected, I guess, after our journey. But Bumblebee was good, so I, there's some optimism uh, in the optimists uh, that we were going to be experiencing. I thought going in. Hell yeah! Did did you do reboot it all, Mike? Not much of a reboot guy. No, no, no. or Donkey Kong. Jacob or Donkey Kong. Yes, we I was did more pioneering. Pioneering works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was just, on ABC Family. I we one hundred percent did. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Crystal coconuts. It's, yeah. I was, was just, uh, sorry. I was going to say that aesthetic. There. I truly just looking at it as a kid. I remember thinking like. This is the greatest technology that ever existed. There will never be animation more complex looking than Beast Wars. And now you watch it and it's these empty, barren spaces. It's just fascinating. Their eyes are like slightly looking. <laughs> Not straight, but they're like, si- yeah, I, it's crazy. Yeah, it's- when did this come out? Like late 90s, early 2000s? 1996. Oh, are we talking about Beast Wars? What are we talking about? Yeah, uh, Beast Wars, yeah. Beast Wars, I think, was 1996, because I think it was, like, right when I was turning 10. So. Okay. Yeah, I was more into yep, uh, Power Rangers that time, but they had the mm. uh, Power Rangers that turned into beasts at one point. Like, the, they had the, there was, like, a gorilla one, and so it was very similar. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Very yes, popular yes. in the Wild 90s. Force, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah Wild, Wild Force. Force. Yeah, even the motion picture. Or even oh, Ninja, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ninja Force. Yeah, you had a frog and... Beast you know. Force, any force. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no one was forced to watch this movie, though, that we're going to be jumping into. Um, and it is the That's latest true. one. Uh, like we said, we've covered a lot of these. Um, I guess to bring the audience back up to speed, if they didn't hear, Evan, can you kind of go over your field of study and your background of being a Transformers expert? <laughs> your credentials. <Sure. laughs> um, okay. So, yes, I am a toy designer at Hasbro, specifically on Transformers. Uh, I have worked around on Hasbro on different brands uh, to the point where I was like, I'm going to get on Transformers. And then once I do, I'm going to get my teeth in there and I'm never going to let go. And then I finally did. Um, and I'm planning on not going anywhere for a while. But I've essentially been on Transformers for the last four years. Um, but yeah, uh, I have worked on some of the Rise of the Beast toys coming out, mostly just the Studio Series figures. 
Um, but even then, the specific figures are mostly all the Beast War characters. Uh, the car stuff was handled by Sam Smith, my manager, uh, just because he loves cars. And those are the ones that he's like, I'm doing that because I want to deal with that car. Gotcha. So, sure. Amazing. Uh, that's very, very cool. And congratulations on achieving the uh, being on the transforming team. Like, that's very Living cool. Living the dream. To live the dream and get there. And without a NDA breaking, how much of this project were you aware of, let's say, during the toy development process before even like, you know, it, it, yeah. it, what you're able to share? Like, were you kind of aware, oh, we're getting Beast I, Wars and was you excited about that? Yes. Um, so, I mean, you guys are more in the field of movies and things like that. So, you know how things change drastically over time. Mm-hmm. But yes, when I was first hearing rumblings of this movie happening at the beginning of 2021, which was kind of when information was trickling down and we were first getting exposure to like early versions of scripts and things like that, the Beast War characters were always a part of it. So that was always intended. And I know, that my, I know that my team, like my director, had been fighting to get Beast into the movies much earlier in the film's franchise like lifespan. And now we're happy that they just finally got in there. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but when Beast War characters first showed up, there was actually a huge controversy back in the 90s. Like, the old G1 fans were just like, oh, it's truck, not monkey kind of situation. Oh, there was like a whole slogan. classic reboot. <laughs> yeah, yeah I get that. Then the show happens, and everybody gets super into it because of like how strong the character writing was, how great the show was, and the toys right. were great as well. So, it's interesting. What is uh, confusing yeah. if you think about it? Like, Robots turning into cars, I can get behind that. Mm. Robots turning into animals, that's like weird because like robots are like metal and stuff. So how do they turn into animals? Like are the animals made out of metal? The scaling. Uh, they yeah. are techno-organic. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on. Sure. It's basic stuff here, Jacob. Look, techno-organic. Yeah, I say truck, not monkey. You know, I'm on team. I could see truck. the memes if it was today. Truck, not monkey. Like people upset. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think, um, I, I, I think I wanted to see these characters too. And like, we, they did get some of them for in extinction, sure. you know, we got, you know, Dino Grimlock and some stuff, but it was like, right. Too little, too late at that point. The same body of mother really with Mark Wahlberg to the series <laughs> at, at this stage. So yeah, we're getting, this is kind of what, I guess the second movie and what is sort of a soft reboot with Bumblebee. This is set in the nineties, right. And everything. So I guess yeah. we can, yeah. Yeah, we'll be kind of spoiling this whole movie. Everybody wants to jump into it proper. But yeah, that's where we're going to be. We're going to be rising with the beats unless anybody has any other top of the show notes. I think we can just we're, we're, we're transform right into uh, our review of Rise of the Beasts. Let's oh, no. We'll get the Transwarp E and we're going to jump over after this talking more Transformers Rise of the Beasts here on Arms Like Us. We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we're talking Rise of the Beasts, Transformers, the newest film. We talked about it. We said the seventh film in the franchise. We're going to dive in. Like we said, spoilers. We're going to review it. We're going to talk all about it. But first, let's continue a new segment, I guess, we do on this podcast now. (laughs) Uh, Evan, you saw this in an interesting way. You went to the premiere of this film, a premiere review, something we do now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I went to a premiere. I you went to a premiere. Okay. Yeah. Because there were premieres all over the world <laughs> in different countries and everything like that. 
Mm-hmm. Like, kudos to the directors and the cast who are flying out all over and going to like each and every one of those. I don't know how they're doing it and staying healthy, but I hope they oh, yeah. do. <laughs> right. Um, you went but, to the New yeah. York premiere. Yep. We went to Brooklyn, uh, went to the King's Theater, uh, the director, the leads. I think I'm, I'm told everybody was there, but I didn't see them because we were kind of mm-hmm. like rushing to get through to get our seats and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but it, it was it was great. Did they um, shout out the Hasbro creative team, the the toy creators nice. at all, your yeah. team? Oh, excellent. Yeah, the director called us out like twice when he was thanking everybody up on stage, thanking Steven Spielberg and Michael Bay and people like that for making this franchise happen. All uh, the names you just obviously associate with the Transformers franchise. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the movies for sure. <laughs> yes, of course. But uh, it was a good time. It's not often that we get to like roll out there to new york and this kind of felt like the first time since covid that like we could do something like this again mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah that is like, so cool yeah so it, it was nice and there's a lot of brooklyn strong energy in this movie so to be out there you know in the heart of it and yeah. me mentioned kind of in the same round of thanks as a steven spielberg that's got to be pretty cool so uh that's really cool. that's really rad yeah <laughs> how did it, it was really cool yeah yeah uh, so Jacob and Colin, I know you guys saw this last night. I saw it in the That's afternoon, right. but you want to share your experience also as we kind of, how did you see this? We did. We did a, we did a little birthday celebration for me. Went out, uh, Mike, Happy you were birthday. there as well. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> you went in escape room and then had some drinks afterwards and then went to an extremely late night viewing that I got to say was foolish. Uh, what do you say? 50% Jacob? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty full. I mean, when I was buying tickets earlier in the day, I was like, oh, there's a lot of empty seats, but they did end up filling up. Um, I wouldn't say it was, a, it wasn't a super late. I mean, it, the start time wasn't super late, but it was just, I guess, late for us because we were. I turned a hundred. I'm a hundred yeah. years old now. <laughs> super uh, late. Does that make me then? Jesus. <laughs> what's your, what's your moisturize routine? Shit. <laughs> Let me know the secret. <laughs> Don't look a day but over. It, I was uh, you know, getting very drowsy while watching and you know mm. i had a couple beers beforehand so it makes sense but i was uh in those comfy seats just kicking back and i was like man i'm struggling to stay awake in the second half of this movie uh maybe that's due to the quality of the movie we'll find out mm, i don't love hearing that but mike tell us about a, a little matinee experience how was yeah, that and how you was know, your audience size thanks yeah i woke up um you know yesterday morning and i'm like the, the first thing i want to do obviously is go out and see rise of the beast of so i woke up I, I knew we had your birthday <laughs> so i was like i have enough time actually to catch this and, and then I'll, I'll head up so i went to open your around. eyes you said how is my friend air razor i need to check in on her <laughs> uh-huh yo what's up um so i had an alarm set it said buy rise of the beast tickets it's what i did um i went to matinee regal um and it was not crowded at all um it was like maybe 15 to 20 people and eight of them was one group. Uh, this one group was set directly behind me and they were extremely loud and disruptive and it made the viewing experience difficult, but that's oh, great. That's not on the movie, but man, every joke, every dumb little thing was hilarious. And then we have to discuss it. Um, a lot of chatter going and I wanted to get up and move, but then, yeah, that's a sign of weakness and I didn't want to show weakness. So hey, I just, I just gritted my teeth and bared it. Um, sure. We kind of so, had a, um, yeah. a bit of a noisy theater a little bit. We had some 
some talkers and stuff, but a lot of families and stuff in our yeah, a lot of families. Yeah. Hmm. There were like one squad and there was like, you know, parent and children here and there scattered around and then I'm just by myself uh, chilling. But yeah, you know, that's how I saw it, but that's uh, not discussing necessarily what we saw. So maybe we can jump into the movie here now. Full spoilers again, anybody that hasn't seen it. And how could you have not? Number one, incredible piece okay. of work. But yeah, Rise of the Beats, Transformers. Let's jump into it. I mean, first impressions, yeah. uh, Evan, kind of where, where, where were you at coming out of the movie? What were your thoughts as someone on the inside too? I thought it was good. Um, I, <laughs> it's one of those things where they got Optimus Prime's transformation sequence so perfect that when there's a scene at the end where he's like grabbing Noah and then he's like converting and it's mm-hmm. such the perfect like this is how the G1 toy transformed that it gave me chills and I was just like this movie could have been anything and they just needed hey. that scene and yeah. I would have been fine. Uh, but no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It also helped that both times that I saw it, um, so I saw it obviously for the premiere and then there was a Hasbro screening on Friday that we went to where it was like a company screening. Mm-hmm. And let's just say that both times the crowds there were super into it and that always helps. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I very much enjoyed it. That's great. And yeah, sometimes a, a hot crowd, let's say, does help these movies. Like it is an experience, you know, they really are these huge blockbusters. Yeah. So for sure. The roller coasters. These are crowd pleasing movies. Yeah, for totally. sure. Absolutely. I think uh, I think it's the most faithful to the uh, cartoon Transformers movie that we've had, right? I mean, Bumblebee. It's continuing, or it's continuing the design from Bumblebee, right? Like, but uh, compared to the Bay Bayformers, um, <laughs> I like the character designs a lot better. I like the transformation. I like the action. Uh, so it's all better than the Bayformer movies. Although the plot, I felt like, was pretty. Uh, generic and it could have been a plot of one of the Bay movies. So the plot I thought was fine. It was whatever, but definitely I like the faithful character uh, design of this movie. Um, So that might make it the best or second best after Bumblebee for me in terms of ranking. That Mm. is very, yeah, it's like they're, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, Bumblebee, and we were so happy to have you on that one, Evan, because coming off of all those ones where I think we were really losing our mind by the end of it and then said, oh, let's end on a good one. And it was like, oh, this is good. I like this. Yeah. Um, That is a film where you really are kind of just seeing an artist make something special. This is really just more of a continuation of a franchise. Uh, I would agree with you, Jacob. The plot is very safe. It is, it is, no surprises. Yeah. Um, you could almost literally call it Save the Cat, the screenwriting book, the movie. I mean, this Very thing could formulaic. be yeah. s- studied in a class. It hits the formula just so down the line, Jacob. But, uh, you know, I'll say hot crowd. I We saw it in a theater where people laughed at, I think, everything Pete Davidson said. And I had a fucking great time when Mirage was on screen. I yeah. liked it and I kind of agree with what you said, Jacob. It felt like an episode of the TV show. And at the end of it, I was like, yeah, okay. That was a good one. I like that one. It, yeah, the absolutely. next one after it, I bet it's going to be even better. So yeah, the characters felt like the characters from the show. And this is something that really struck me compared to the Bay movies is that I liked the transformer characters so much more like in yeah, the, in the Bay movies. This time. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's, mm-hmm. That is special yeah. to point out. You're right. 
Yeah, in the Bay movies, you get Optimus Prime and Bumblebee, and then basically every other Transformer is like... Well, basically a bunch of racist characters. Racist stereotypes, yes. Uh, and John Goodman. questionable accents. Yeah. Uh, John Goodman. Um, this one, you, you had really good Transformers characters like Mirage, who I also was a fan of. Like, I was skeptical. Oh, Pete Davidson is uh, voicing a Transformer. I thought he did a good job. Uh, and I liked his character anytime he was on screen. He's kind of the bumblebee of this movie in that he makes the bond with the human character. Uh, and I liked RC. I liked the Maximals. Uh, I like Scourge and the villains. So there's a lot more character to the Transformers in this one, I feel like. Yeah, I think after we saw that opening Cybertron scene in Bumblebee 2, we're like, this is this is what we want. The tr- Transformers are the characters yeah. hey, almost leading more. Just uh, the, do this. Yeah. So there's a lot more characterization I do like. I, I'm a little sad about the lack of, let's say, involvement with uh, Cheetor and stuff and no rat trap. They're, they're, they're li- but but what you have yeah. with Optimus Primal and stuff is is good. And then the, the main... beasts in general, it feels like the beasts do not the rise. Beast, they're not rising that much. Other they than rise, Air but Razor they shine. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Air Razor is really the most focused on in op- in Optimal Primal. But like you said, uh, Cheetor or Rhinox. Yeah. yeah, but that's like a minor considering where we've come from in the Bay movies, like we're light years ahead. And as far as characterization, I think the main Transformers crew RC is very good in this, you know, the Volkswagen Beetle guy or bus, you know, so I like the Transformers. And even wheel though it's jack. formula, yeah. yeah, Wheeljack, thank you. Wheel yeah, it's, thank it's okay. Expert. Hey, he like it's very interesting how he's in this movie. And I was thinking, it's like, man, he didn't really do anything. No, I <laughs> he's don't like, know why he's they... the only one out of the crew that was kind of like. He just shows up in Peru. And yeah, him in the plane one. What was the plane? Stratosphere. Stratosphere. That's yeah. right. Um, he's in about 35 seconds of this. Um, he's yeah. a mode of transportation. So. That's right. That's, and looked right. cool. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's the one time where they can't fight their Michael Bay instinct to be like, what if we gave them facial hair or something? Where you're like, no, just like have him have like a robot face. Yeah, yeah. that was very like Age of Extinction last night or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I can't argue against that because G1 Transformers did have facial hair. Like, yeah. Tryon had like a beard. And it's like, why? Sure. Why not? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're talking about. Transforming yeah. robots from space, you know, it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Let's let's, yeah, they let's can, chill. They can look like anything. They can be anything. They can be an animal. And I thought that the Maximals did look good, like this fusion, like even the I, way yeah. they speak and stuff. I yeah. Was super nervous at the end, Mike. I was like, are they not gonna transform? I guess mm-hmm. that's yeah. cool. But then when they did, I was like, Yeah. I was nervous I about was, that too. Yes. Yeah. I was wondering about that because the the Autobots, you know, they always go to human form when they're talking and stuff but the mm-hmm. the maximals they're just talking as animals but they don't transform into human mode until the end when they're fighting uh and we never saw air razor even get to transform to human mode right is that similar to the cartoon evan or colin like did they spend a lot of time conversing as the animals in that show yeah. too there's a lot yeah. of plot development happening there so that tracks too so i'm i'm here for it they kind of had to in the show just because there was a whole MacGuffin that the planet that the the pre the pre-Earth that they're on is covered in raw energon. So if they're in robot mode for too long, it shorts them out. So beast mode mm. protects them. So a good chunk of the show has them in beast mode and they're conversing as beasts. That's so right. What's fascinating is in this movie, it might be some of the first time that you actually see the Autobots talk in vehicle mode, um, right. which was something that was kind of mm-hmm. rare to happen in some of the Bay movies. And here you're right. seeing Mirage and Optimus right. converse all the time. 
ah, and they're yeah. so dumb. But there was one scene that I actually love when they're flying inside stratosphere and they're in robot mode and they're sitting and they're talking. And part of me is just like, oh, if this was like one of the older Bay movies, it just would have been the cars. Just oh, yeah. The back. But yeah. Actually, commercial. Yeah. And, but then they just they put them in robot mode sitting and kind of talking. And that felt really human to me. And I love it's such a dumb scene to be like, oh, I love this scene. But it it sticks out to me because of that. Mm-hmm. But man, we're going back and forth. Maybe we should actually talk about the actual movie. The movie itself. Yeah. yeah. First yeah. Yeah. out of the way. Please. Let's go. Yeah. First of all, it's 1994. That's right. Uh, a great year. Uh, well, first off, it's mm, two million years ago, I think, mm. just on another planet. <laughs> That's true. We get this yeah. uh, prologue of what's happened with the Maximals and why they had to flee. We their do planet. now. Uh, real normie heads know. Yes, we did transform May, where we talked about all the live action transform films that were released at that point. But then, of course, in a later March Madness series to wrap up our Transformers coverage, we did a little film called 1986's Transformers: The Movie, the animated film. That's right. Uh, that's right. And we met a character named Unicron. Who? Guess what, guys? We're about to meet him right now. What did you think about seeing that guy that you guys met on that cartoon in live action right here? Wow. Um, amazing. I was just sad that it wasn't voiced by Orson Welles like a week from death or days away from death. Uh, <laughs> a drunk, drunk Orson Welles. Yes. Or I'm hungry for planets. <laughs> just Yeah. Um, the voice was, was okay. I didn't know who was voicing him until, the, until I saw the, the credits at the end, but I thought uh, it was uh, Coleman Domingo, right, who, who's been in... TV and he's more of a TV actor, I feel like, but he was in uh, Fear of the Walking Dead is what I know him from. But I thought he did a Euphoria good job. Euphoria had a big Euphoria. breakout from there. Noted yeah. character actor. Um, Mike, any any thoughts on this giant Galactus sort of threat? Um, I was like, didn't I see this in Extinction? But or similar oh. thing. But I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but it's like big bad. Let's go. Let's get a planet eating. I was like, yeah, I'm here for it at this point. Like, let's bring all the lore in. Like, if if that's been established, let's see how you handle it. I was, I'm here for it. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Well, real heads then, Ev. Uh, <laughs> let's pretend Quintessa doesn't exist in the cult of Unicron or whatever that madness was. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> right. How did you feel seeing maybe your favorite movie ever, the the animated film, turn it's, to live action in this moment? <laughs> it's certainly one I've watched hundreds of times, if not for work, but for pleasure alone. Um, <laughs> it was exciting. Um, it opens up a Pandora's box of timing, especially with the Beast Wars characters in general, which we can kind of get to as we talk through the movie, because I have theories. Because mm-hmm. I don't, obviously, I don't know anything more than what's happening in this movie. Sure. I don't know what the plan is for the future or anything like that, but I have my own theories. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but it was, it was exciting. He looks good. Um, yeah. Yeah. The designs are good in this, like, consistently yes. for all of the yes, characters absolutely I think. yeah yes i also unlike the maximals did not need him to transform this entire time i kept thinking this is a card you kind of need to keep for the next movie in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah agree and agreed. the way this movie leaves off is that you know unicron is not spoiler alert destroyed or killed but he's still He's trapped or something in another dimension. Banished to the shadow realm, so to speak. Yeah. The kids are saying. I have, I have theories there, so uh-huh. I need to talk about that later. Please. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So, Please. 
but we get well, it. So- we we're on the the home planet of the yes. Maximals. They are a race that are, of course, being hunted down by Unicron, this planet-eating threat. Uh, he goes after any energon-rich planets to absorb. It's his fuel source. Like Galactus, he's a, a Marvel-esque villain, right? Uh, and he's attacking their world. They have, of course, something even more important: the trans warp key, which is this dimensional gate uh, that allows them to travel through. And this is maybe to your theory, Evan: space and time. They do point yeah. out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's the MacGuffin of this movie. You know, the all spark, the sea. the other pointy thing that they carry in the fifth. Like, there's always a thing. Yeah. It's kind of shaped like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The Matrix from the Bay movies was very similar where it had like the spiral pens. It looked a lot like the Matrix from the Bay movies. But that's, it's like almost like that's part of the recipe for a Transformers movie. You got to have the pointy MacGuffin. We're going to do some globe trotting, you know, but you know, there's, there's a lot, a lot of good here with Transformers. They have to flee because Scourge and Unicron, that's his, that's his henchman. Now we get introduced to Scourge and I don't know the other (laughs) names of the other henchmen. No, I'm not. Oh, so you have Battle Trap and Nightbird, and then he has an army of Scorpinox, which was That's fascinating. Right. <laughs> Do we know the vehicle awesome. for awesome. Battle Trap? He was the kind of like tow truck. Uh, That's right. Right. Yeah, I like the uh, bright orange tow truck. Yeah, I right. like them. I like Nightbird. She was cool, and uh, they were very formidable enemies for the Transformers to fight. I thought. Oh, I mean, absolutely. they established that early on with um, yeah, Optimus Primal and his his mentor I, I need right. the expert who, yeah please who was that evan uh, what that did is, they call his name that is ape link that is a ape very link. obscure ape optimus link. primal redeco from a botcon from 2000 oh, <laughs> okay yeah so see it's okay. just like ape link oh my ape god link. yeah that's a deep that's cut in the theater yeah. when they said his name which ape link uh, makes sense. I thought they said ape Lincoln. Like you could like, say that when we left. And <laughs> ape, Abraham Lincoln. Boss, ape Lincoln. I was like, no. ape Lincoln. I was like, wow. I guess he's the leader of these guys until <laughs> optimal takes over. Well, yeah. let's say real quick, optimal prime, Ron Perlman, who is delivering the voiceover for this entire segment, I think is fucking killing it. Hellboy as uh, the leader of the Maximals. This is yeah. great. He did him previously on our Machinima series back in the day. Uh, wow. So there was like, there was a short, very short animated series that we did where he played Optimus Primal for a while. Wow. That's cool. incredible. And he really yeah. does. But some of the scenes with him going toe to toe with Peter Cullen's Optimus Prime, like it's really good stuff. You know, those two oh. voices and these characters, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, to get to the plotting, yeah, they, they scourge in them. He, he kills Ape Link. Ape Link's like, you got to get the key out of here, kid. You know, take it and run. You're the leader now. And he tries to buy him enough time to escape. And then, you know, we get a little bit of a battle, but we and, get our uh, first taste of how formidable Scourge uh, can be. Yeah. I also wanted to mention Air Razor, which is the uh, bird uh, voiced by Michelle Yeoh, right? Mm-hmm. Recognize yeah. an Oscar winner. She's in everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. It seems like in these days, yeah. Yeah. you know. <laughs> I, all of a sudden, be happier though. No, absolutely, oh, yeah. always great. Yeah. Always adds thing. some sort of grace to the role. Um, mm-hmm. The Maximals escape. They use the transwarp key. They go to a planet we all might know called Earth. And as they do that, unfortunately, the world they leave behind. We see the destruction. Unicron fully devours their world. Mm-hmm. That's right. So they're not from. Cybertron, they're from a different world uh, that's like a very Earth-like world, and that's why they they look like Earth animals. Is that right? 
Kind of. So I, <laughs> I think what's happening. Okay, in the Transformers lore, there were Cybertron did send out various different factions to go colonize other planets, and mm-hmm. that's usually how you get other themes. Like mm-hmm. there's literally Jungle Planet, and then those are all like the beasts and whatnot. Yeah. I think what's mm-hmm. happening here and what they've done is I think this is what they call Planet Gaia in the Transformers lore. It's specifically from like an obscure Beast Wars anime. And it is Earth millions of years in the future after humanity has been wiped out, but the animals still persist. Mm. And I think, because there are lines later in this movie that say Unicron is trapped. And I think what they mean is he has consumed everything already in the universe. And that is the last uh, In the planet. future. Exactly. Uh, and so that's why this transwarp key is so precious, so that he can get back and get right. eating again. Right. Uh, and they're willing to sacrifice their planet to protect the rest of the universe. I guess. That's the only thing I can think of, because they kept saying he's trapped. And it's like, why is he trapped? He, he moves. You see him move. He's a planet. Right. That would yeah. just uh, take too long. Yeah, hmm. maybe. Hmm. Um, but then it's like, okay, well, then how a Scourge on Earth in this time? And it's like, well, he's Unicron is basically a god. I'm sure he can basically open up like tiny time portals that his yeah. little minions can fit through, yeah. but not himself, like because he is just too freaking humongous. Yeah, I yeah, guess. he's I Skynet know. almost from a Terminator. Exactly, and that that is at least my running theory. I obviously have no idea. So something, sure. something gravitational distortion for an object of that Ex- mass. It can only make a small yeah. portal for a small yeah. transformer yes. right now. reflection sorting. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what yeah. I was going to say. Then yeah. we see uh, yeah. when when Scourge reports to his boss, he can like somehow. I don't even know how to describe Project it. Project into his mind. Yeah. 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 Into his mindscape. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of VR. He goes into the volume yes. real quick. And again, I love that he's not transforming. It's an homage, I guess, to the movie where you would just sort of see the voice emanate from sort of one of these like big engines or whatever. But yeah. instead of the thing that they do, the visual is like, he's not going to transform, but there's going to be like a little head that's like at the top that like <laughs> like a little mask of what could yeah. be his head that'll just be like, mm. this is him. Just this is him. That. It's the Terracon oh, emblem, apparently. Oh, yes, um, of so, course. Cool, yeah, that makes for sense. Their, for their specific faction, because they are not Decepticons, they are Terracons. So right. they have their own unique emblem, which is Scourge's mask. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I guess, we did we get this moment from Scourge when he kills uh, Iron Links or Ape Link. whatever his Ape name is? Ape, Ape, Ape yeah. Links, thank you, that he steals his emblem, and we know yes. he's this sort of trophy hunter. He's, I that's love this. We, we see... And of course, every <laughs> robot has an emblem, like yes. their face or whatever. There's yes, for every other faction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we it's, see the Predacons, Ev, which are the, the antagonists to the Maximals. So it's almost like yeah. he killed the other Beast Wars. That's yep. weird. And then there's a Wreckers emblem, which is like the Autobots, like, dirty task dealers. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And, like, and if we're yeah. thinking... Like you said, time and space. How many did he get these in the future, past? Like even uh, yeah, Razor, sure. you know, right. Air Razor says, "We're from your past and your future." There's a lot of yeah. Who knows? There is a lot of wow. that. Where yes, he got that all of these? True. Yeah, this is all starting strange. to make a lot of sense. But I love yeah. that touch that he just has all these emblems, you know, and he welds really them on. Cool. Like that's pretty yeah. badass. So yeah. I'm here yeah. for it. But and then you we see through. him on the grill of his truck too when he's driving. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that's super, super rad. And you um, see when he fights Optimus Prime, how how much like stronger that he is than a Prime. And he's like, I always wanted a Prime trophy, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And as we kind of get to that moment, right, we're introduced to the human side of this. We're now in 94 New York. We know the Maximals are hiding on Earth. They have brought the key to keep it away from Unicron. And we, we meet Noah, uh, our, our pro tag right. for this, right? Uh, Wu-Tang from Noah, Fortnite, you know, is playing in the background. Yeah, he loves, he's a big Wu-Tang <laughs> fan. This is, you know, 90s New York. So, obviously, they were popular uh, 90s hip hop. But uh, yep. Anthony Ramos who uh he was front you know he was in that uh lin <clears throat> manuel miranda uh well he was he was in hamilton you're saying right colin mm-hmm. he was also in that uh in the heights that, in the that heights. other film that original adaptation of i think the first lin manuel miranda movie so kind of a, a budgeting film star he's about to join the marvel universe i believe he's in the iron heart series coming up but uh, he mm-hmm. plays noah in this ex-military guy who's in a hard time he's a, a son of a single mother who has a younger brother who's sick and basically out of work he needs to make some cash quick i liked yes. all this great sure good mm-hmm. yeah it makes you sense you got a expert yeah uh yeah and we and he has like a interesting sort of a pathos of uh like you know his his brother's sick they can't afford like his treatment and stuff uh and typical american plot points you know you need medical care can't pay for it um it's very relevant today but they didn't open a GoFundMe back then so no not at all he's he's been reprimanded for not being a team player in the military and he has this sort of self-driven theory of home team he looks out for his people which equates to his younger brother and his mother not really a, a futurist or somebody who's looking out for the rest of the world right so Maybe that will come into clash. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see him, uh, you know, kind of get turned down for job interviews. He's trying to find, trying to make some money. He agrees to do this job where he's going to steal a car, right? Because he doesn't you know, get a security job. He's trying to do it straight and narrow yeah, and then he's trying to do it know. the right way, but they need money. They're kind of desperate. So he agrees to steal a car. Uh, and that car turns out to be Pete Davidson, right? (laughs) Pete Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. Wisecracking comedian from New York. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. There's, um, some, I'm getting some Miles Morales vibes here. Like just with, he's like a man of the city. He knows his way. Like he knows everybody on the street. He's like a cool guy, you know, Puerto Rico. And also the hip hop. Yeah. Mike, did you know his mom in this Laura Luna Velez Mm -hmm. also played the mom of Miles Morales in the Spider-Verse movies. So she's oh, having a moment where she's playing these, uh, you know, hardworking Latina mom. Characters. In New York. <laughs> in New York. Yeah. yeah. How about, How about that? Yeah, yeah. We're here for it. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of New York going on these last couple of weeks for the normies team, but Brooklyn yeah, strong baby. And then yeah, Pete yeah. Davidson, more New York. So Brooklyn strong, let's go get a breakfast crunch wrap from Taco Bell. Um, That's right. Ev, uh, we get a chasing. Well, anything special you want to say about the design, the, the Porsche, right, is, is what uh, he Mirage. is. I mean, other than, like, obviously, G1 fans are like, why isn't he a Formula One race car? Because that was his original toy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Mirage interesting when was. he's... Mirage. It's, it's very... Because a Porsche is very... It's very tied to jazz and sort mm-hmm. of cliff jumper. Uh, True. Because they were both Porsches. It, it's interesting. interesting when he shows off. It's like I can be whatever you want me to be, and he turns into a Formula One race car. He does he into right. a Lamborghini Countach, which mm-hmm. is what right. Sideswipe is. And I almost feel like his personality is more based off of like Generation One Sideswipe 
Ah, okay. The original Mirage was... I, I don't want to say he was more serious, but he was more out of his element in a battlefield, I guess is how mm. I would put it. And sure. this version of Mirage just seems like, I'm just here to have a good time all the time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I almost wonder, it almost seems like the gimmick and aesthetic they went around was the hologramming, the actual creation of the Mirage. And they're like, wow. he's got to be Mirage. Now, in the show we loved growing up, Hound, his big gimmick, was, the Jeep, yeah. was making holograms or whatever. So, again, it really does seem like a, a mix of... Kind mm, of, yeah. Because here. Mirage Mirage in the cartoon would just cloak. He would just go invisible. But okay. then, it's interesting because, like, uh, in Mirage's, like, original tech spec from the toy, it talked about how if he shot you with his electro gun, it would make it seem like you were seeing something you weren't seeing. So, and mm-hmm. I can it's see It's incredible from, like, that you know this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could... <clears throat> Transformers expert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can see where, and very recently in Transformers Siege, which was, like, our animated Netflix cartoon, we had mm-hmm. Mirage in it as well, and he made holograms. So, I, awesome. it's just... It makes sense with the name, so I'm not going to get angry about that. I think it's very clever to do. Yeah, and right. They did it. They did it well in this, where it was like, yes, he used it while fighting. That's he didn't just use it once and then never again. It, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It was a cool gimmick. It was a cool aesthetic. His yeah. look, the fact that he was a changed car. You're saying different personality types. Even I got to tell you again, all worked for me. I just I loved this character. Yeah. 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 And His, Pete Davidson again as a voice artist, yeah. like did a good job like he wasn't just pete davidson as a car like he actually like seemed like he was trying don't you think um Mike, yeah you have yeah. no I'm th- i was just thinking another car based uh movie we covered recently with pete davidson where once again he's kind well, of the best thing in it <laughs> you know well, we fast x that. his cameo we he's kind of the yeah. best part of fast x turns out oh, um <laughs> yeah he has a small cameo is the best part but well second yeah, best part but there, yeah but yeah i like his kage bunshin no jutsu his little naruto shadow clone jutsu he's doing i'm here for it uh i it thought that yeah i thought i would be graded by pete davidson over i like him generally but i was like a whole movie of this but he, he was he was funny and charming there's a couple was, ad-libbed lines great. you were inside yeah, of me funny, like that had to be an ad lib <laughs> That, that got the whole theater like yeah. rioting and yeah. the kids right. like behind us had no idea what the joke meant but yeah it was, yeah. It was good. don't ask me what yeah, part was, of my body that came from like there's very funny moments yeah. with him I really enjoy it and he was Inside funny in a way me. that um, <laughs> wasn't too like annoying or like cringeworthy which a lot of like the comedy characters of like the Bay movies Correct. of old would be like yes. just not funny at all like, like trying too hard kind of like not yeah. getting it yeah I feel you and he, he feels was like he's not funny. trying at all but and then he has some yeah. serious moments where he's bonding with uh, Noah. Like again, he's like the bumblebee of this movie in terms of like bonding with the human character. And I thought the scenes with him and Noah and Noah's brother are like pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. when he yeah. adopts the behavior that his brother's doing over the radio of calling each other Sonic and Tails. And oh, I love this. Just going too. like yeah. Sonic, come on, baby, we gotta go. And you know he's doing that. I was like, this is great. And then yeah. the little brother calls him Knuckles because he's the third. Yes, oh, I love I that. that. That's yeah, great. That was, that was good. That was subtly yeah. uh, very nice. Um, and th- when, so we, uh, we Noah steals Mirage or is attempting to, but at the same time we have our uh, archaeologist character, and she's that's discovering right. where the uh, MacGuffin is. Dominic Fishback as Elena is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an intern at this uh, museum. She she wants to get into actually discovering artifacts, and uh, instead, while examining one, it 
accidentally breaks open. She reveals a half of the transport key. And yes, Mike, this wakes up the Autobots cause and brings Mirage sort of back to life and uh, unwittingly Noah with him. Yeah, yeah. It's it just a sky beam up. happening at the same time. Yeah, sky beam that yeah. humans can't see, but it, it also then is a signal for Scourge and um, Unicron to be like, "Oh, this is the planet they're on. They've been looking for it." So it's a beacon. The Autobots are like, right. "Oh crap! A hey, wake up, Mirage. We we got to roll." And just so happens, Noah's in the car, and we get this kind of chase scene. And uh, uh, yeah, Optimus Prime. He mentions like, "Oh, we've been stuck here on this planet for like seven years." I think he said. And it really ties it to the Bumblebee movie where even mentions uh, to because when they're talking about the humans. So Optimus's whole thing in this movie is that he doesn't trust humans. He's like, why would you trust the humans? Uh, and then Bumblebee's like, hey, I like humans. They're my friends. Uh, and he's like, I know you liked that one back. You know, one of them was ago. kind to you <laughs> yeah, seven years ago. You had your yeah. own adventure. That's bullshit. Yeah. With being. John like, Cena. Okay, cool. Like, we do remember that. Good. That's right. Um, but they've been stuck on the, this planet. They can't, they're trying to get back to Cybertron. If you remember, Cybertron's in the middle of a war right now with Decepticons. Uh, they just want to get back to their planet so they can continue fighting the war. Mm-hmm. Ev, it's Peter Cullen. It's our favorite. I mean, it is the voice of Optimus. But what do you think of this very different sort of frustrated portrayal he's doing here? It's interesting. Um, uh, it, it, it is weird, isn't it? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because every time, excluding the movies, when Peter Cullen portrayed Optimus Prime, he was always the one with the answers. Uh, like, ultimate dad energy, right? Yeah. Like, you can come yeah. with me, come to me with any problem, and we will figure it out. And mm-hmm. then in this, you're seeing almost a very human Optimus Prime, where he is frustrated, he feels powerless, even though he is probably one of the most powerful Autobots, and he right. just doesn't know what to do. Um, yeah. So, it is the very... Flawed- Character. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, well, I, yeah, weirdly. Sorry, right, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say so we, we'll, we'll talk about kind of the chase and the battle, but you know, there is a moment where Bumblebee gets injured. And, and I'm seeing the storyline where we have two soldiers with no one Optimus. They're kind of doubting their ability to protect the people they care about. Like there's totally. this thread happening. And I just wish it was leaned into a little bit more because they're like, yeah. Yeah. at one point saying, we're going to destroy the MacGuffin because then the Omnicron or Unicron can never come here. And then they could have had a conversation like, look, I'm trying to save my brother. He's sick. I'm trying to save my brother, Bumblebee. He's sick. I'm a soldier like you. There wasn't, they could have leaned very much into it. So I'm saying they, they were right there right. with having something, I think, special as far as uh, the writing and ended up it just is, being good. It's yeah. a good point. It is mind. interesting that, um, yeah, Noah has this different idea. Like he's working with the Transformers, but he's also like, hey, if we get this Transwarp key, we should just destroy it. Uh, and then, but Elaine is like, no, we need to help you know, and then get back to their world. They're, they're both being others. selfish. Optimus is being yeah. selfish. And so is no one. I think that yeah. could have been explored more, uh, but mm. we, what we get is still good. There is the thematic, like, thematically it's present at least. Yeah. Optimus in this movie, he is a flawed character. He's not like this perfect guy who has all the answers. Uh, and he has an arc in this movie where like in the Bay movies, he never really had any kind no. of character growth or development here. He starts out distrusting humans very very strongly right and then and he gets defeated yeah and yeah and he kind of learns that like oh maybe we can trust these these humans uh and yeah i thought it was i thought it was nice and if this does lead to the bay films it's like it, maybe if they're the same character like in continuity he's had to get over this at some point in his yeah. lifetime yeah. to be trusting the witwickies or whatever you know 
He's um, still as bloodthirsty as. Uh, oh, when he gets mad, bro. They, they, they toned it down. They thankfully toned it yeah. down just a bit. I do. I hesitate on his desire to get back to Cybertron because they fl- like they were fleeing Cybertron because they had essentially right. lost the war. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. why they were evacuating and running away. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's like it's the Mandalorians. Like, the war's been over for so long now. We'll go see yeah, what's left. The, the stakes <laughs> reset up yeah. by Mirage are very interesting that he says, oh. this was a place where we were just going to resupply before jumping back and getting back yeah. into it. And we're yeah. stuck here. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we have a, a plan hatch then to get back to where we know where the MacGuffin is. It's at the museum with Elena. They say, Noah, you got to go in. We're too big. So you be a human. Mirage says, we can do this. I got a plan, guys. Come on. Let's, let's give it a whirl. He goes in. But then as they're getting um, the transwarp key, uh, Scourge and uh, his buddies show up and we get a, our first battle, you know, and it's a uh, poor security Mike, guard. Uh, it was his day of Mike, retirement. The next day, he gets blown up. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, a lot of people get blown up for this. Rip. Mike, the moments where we're getting were these uh, the small, because really we don't get a lot of interactions between our, our two lead heroes, uh, Elena mm-hmm. and Noah. But the bit here where they're getting introduced to each other and he just come out flat and says like, I need that because a large talking robot told me <laughs> yeah. what was going on. I was yeah. like, this is great. And then later when she goes, wait, those ones? He's like, no, those are not the big those talking robots. Those are not. I'm not with them. Yes. <laughs> no. And yeah. uh, it's good. Again, with this plan where, where Optimus is like, I don't trust these humans. Like, this is a dumb plan. But Mirage is like, no, it's okay. Like, this guy's cool. Like, we're friends. Um, so it's just funny that Optimus has to learn to, like, trust humans. Um, yeah. Can't you tell we have chemistry? I'm Pete Davidson. I have it with everybody, but me and this yeah. guy, especially. It makes me like, wonder yeah. yeah. like, if this does tie into eventually the the Bay movies and it's all one continuity. What happened to Mirage? I don't like thinking. <laughs> I I don't like thinking these become yeah. the Bay movies. I'll be honest. With you guys. <laughs> well, this is that, that gets out. weird because Mirage technically shows up. I think it's in Transformers Three, but he's a bright mm. red um, Ferrari. Yeah. If I'm remembering. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's either three or four. I can't remember. They kind of blend together at that point. No, uh, yeah, right. for sure. What you um, should be asking yourself, yeah. Jacob, is where is Cheetor? Yeah. <laughs> where, where are my Where's friends? Rhinox? Well, we I'm have, hoping we see him. Yeah, future. we have yeah. plenty of time to fill the, the gap between 2007 when uh, Sam Witwicky shows up. But uh, yeah. yeah, you know, so we get our, this big battle. <clears throat> we see how devastatingly powerful Scourge is. Like, Bumblebee's yeah. out of commission, gets his badge taken off. <laughs> Optimus is basically defeated. And then they just say, oh, we got the MacGuffin. We're out of here. I don't know, Scourge. Maybe you should be finishing your opponents. But, you know, he leaves them alive and they, they dip out. Yeah. I think well, I thought, Air Razor kind of bails them out. I thought they, you know, they make it seem like they killed Bumblebee, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, he's <laughs> dead. But they do this a couple times where they kill characters or transformers in this and then bring them back at some points so they do kind of a fake out death scene a couple times in this movie um but yeah i liked it it shows off you know scourge's power and um you know seeing optimus fight other people and other mo- other transformers in other movies and then seeing him get wrecked by scourge like so so quickly it's like oh yeah these guys are these these guys make business you know builds an effective villain yeah, very much so. But to call back to those previous fight scenes in other movies, we've said in the past, it is a lot of the times gray metal crashing into gray metal. You're never really sure what you're looking at. The, yeah, the yeah. sound design is just 
you know, just like it just like yeah. eats you. That's can. not yeah. here. Like, yes. Yeah. You're seeing no. distinct colors. You're seeing good it's fight choreography, coherent. great camera work. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. They're the taking action a- is, is much better, I think, than the, the Bay movies for sure. Yeah, there's like a little bit of a page from the Marvel Notebook. It's like, have distinct colors of power for each character, right? Like, there's nobody's, there's there's distinction, you know? Like, with yeah. RC's lasers versus Mirage's stuff versus Optimus's orange, you know, axes. Like, there's clarity in, in, in design there, which was lacking in the Bay films, I guess. Yeah. And I like uh, Scourge's, like, flail that he has that he can, like, stick it, oh, stick things on traps, the end of it. Yeah. yeah, and then use that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was fantastic. I I don't think they ever named him in the movie though. That's the one thing where it's like no one said Battle Trap. I think at one I point oh, yeah. did say Nightbird, but for uh, sure, yeah, yeah. And then what vehicle is Nightbird? Swords like the dual oh, swords. She's like a she's a Japanese like Nissan like super yeah, car. like a Skyline or yeah. something. Or yeah, I, was like, well, I thought she was like a triple. Did she turn into a plane too at one point? She no. no, but she just uh, flies. she just flies. She flies. They, they're fly now, says Pete Davidson. What are we <laughs> doing here? I literally <laughs> said that. Yes. <laughs> I, I did now, chuckle like, at that part. Yeah, yes, that was a little brutal. Yeah, that savage. That's, um, that should be the Wilhelm scream going forward. Everyone should try to put that line absolutely, into a Absolutely. Line. I love line it. Out. Or somehow Megatron returned. Um, yeah. We'll get to it. <laughs> uh, oh, but our heroes are... Uh, thank you. Thank you. Are, are, they're bruised and battered. You know, they lost them. It turns out, though, there's only one half of it, and there's a chance. So we have our... Elena has done her research. She's like, oh, maybe Peru, putting the pieces together. And we do a little bit of gr- globe trotting to... To get to uh, the last piece of the key. Meanwhile, Noah's like, why are we looking for the key? We just got our ass kicked by these guys. We're just going to end up giving it to them. And that's where he starts yeah. having second thoughts. That's where the, the disagreement plan. starts is that yes. by finding this key, they're just alerting Scourge where the key is. And then Scourge can take that part of the key from them. And then he'll have the whole key. So Noah's like, we should just destroy this. Uh, and then no planet gets here. ruined. Then he won't be able to come here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. And then we end up in Peru. Uh, cool set piece. stratosphere to get there. They yeah. meet yes. stratosphere. That's yeah. right. And I like this um, kind of, that's Machu Picchu, is that right? This yeah. city in the mountain. Like so, yeah. mm-hmm. what, what a wild, just imagining civilization at like 3,000 yeah, feet the, just uh, chilling. It's really impressive, you know. Yep. The Mayans yep. or the Incans. So know, it's a cool Indian. set piece kind of backdrop to set things and. We do a little Tomb Raider, a little Sonic 2. You know, we got to go through yeah. an underground. Well, tomb. he straight up says, Mike, we're Indiana Jonesing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Indiana right. Jones type shit. Yeah. But yeah, we get a little bit of a wacky, you know, oh, we got to sneak through the festival to get to, we send the humans again. It's too many people, right? We'll chill as the cars. If any sign of danger, then we'll, we'll, we'll help you out. And so there's I a little bit it. of an AB. Where Wheeljack comes in, and then yep. Noah yep. has that scene where he's like, "Oh, you speak Spanish? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, like, oh. this was wild to me." I was like, <laughs> yeah, wow. our audience loved it. I don't know, it was great. Yeah, but no one reacted that- to Stratosphere's accent. <laughs> so, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. people also like the line when uh, Noah's mom says, "And when you do that interview, laugh at the laugh at the jokes." White yes. people love that yeah. shit. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. yes, yes, very much. <laughs> They're not really. Right. Offer us cheese. That's always the way to go as well. Yes, yes, so absolutely. That'll work. I'd love Very some. Uh, 
But yeah, we get this Indiana Jones thing. Uh, one thing we do eventually have uh, Scourge and his crew catch up, right? As we're discovering the the other key. And then they're like, I'll send Scorpion robot down there. And I don't like this. Like, you would just murder really? the entire festival. Why, why are you sending a Scorpion uh, to chase them? You guys yeah. are villains, right? They would just destroy I, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Mike, to me, I was like, oh, cool. An alien film is in the middle. There's like a xenomorph <laughs> running through these. So I was in that. But yes, your yeah. logic. Tactical miscalculation, I say, on his yeah. part. But again, he did leave them alive. So maybe he's not the greatest tactician. But uh, it, we do get these interesting little chase scenes. We have the, you had a gun the whole time. Stuff going on. You know? Yeah. Yes. Well, the, oh, uh, we should have pointed that out. He gets gifted from Mirage, who sort of spits tech at him. He he takes it as a glove. He believes it only to be some sort of flashlight or something. He then realizes, no, 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 it is much, much more. Is that but now in stores? How to use it. Yeah. That's a cool device. Like I would kind of <laughs> want that. I'm sorry to say that it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I have we one, should make that. <laughs> yeah. we should probably work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Do a collaborative. Nerd, all. You know? Oh shoot! Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh shoot! But uh, yeah, so it's a little bit of that. Uh, we, it turns out we don't have the other half of the key there. It's been moved. And, you know, the chasing yes, luckily was leads them right when, to where uh, they need to be. But go ahead, Jacob. Just when everyone's like, we can't allow Unicron to get the key. They keep saying like, oh, can't have him get the key. And then they get the key. But then he's like, you fool. This is only half the key. We need the other half the key, which I didn't know you could just split a key in half and then hide the two parts. That's that's pretty smart. Oh, yeah, I do that yeah. with my apartment key all the time. What are you yeah. yeah. Half of it's under the rock. Half of it's under the doormat. <laughs> Unusable. Oh, right. Um, but the Autobots, you know, during this plan, they're trying to kind of keep Scourge and the other Terracons busy so that Noah and Elena can get this key, right? And then uh, they find out the key's not there, right? So then what happens? They're getting chased through the tunnel by the Scorponocular yes. robots. Apologize if I'm getting it wrong, the name wrong, but they get pushed out into the jungle. We make right. an escape only to be confronted by um, Optimus Primal. Uh, now, Air uh, Razor has said she believes herself to be the only one of her kind alive still at this point. But yes, mm -hmm. we now see there is a greater maximal presence still on the Earth. Optimus Primal catches us up to speed of we trusted the humans. We gave them the key. This was this whole deal, blah, 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 blah. And this yeah. is our whole thing. We're running from Unicron. Yep. Uh, we, we also have Air Razor getting hit by a scourge at this point. So she has this kind of corruption corruption like is infection. spreading yeah. and zombie yeah. virus loved this yeah and to just bring that back to the plot points with noah and optimus that were missed i think that should have happened to bumblebee and he's has he's degenerating right it's like a better parallel to noah's situation like we need to save mm. my friend and we know right. what it does so when air razor gets hit by it we're like oh shit again like this is this is bad news but uh, air but, razor, mm, the yeah. one death scene that actually doesn't get brought back right well, yeah. she got i am legend dogged at the end yeah so, yeah like, yeah they uh, whatever the he cost. gives her a hug yeah that's <laughs> yeah. right i did not yeah. like that it's interesting hard. the coloration that they used on scourge for when he uses his different weapons against the maximals and the autobots is very interesting because mm. whenever he fights like the pure robot autobots his blasts are blue it seems like mm. they're maybe like electromagnetic and maybe mm -hmm. that's what like knocks out bumblebee whenever he fights a maximal they're orange and they just tear through them that's right. probably because there's maybe some organic component to that 
Maybe that's how he's corrupting them. Wow. I don't huh. know. It's just it's a little visual thing that I noticed that it's like, oh, that's oh, that's interesting. I it might be limited to that cool. biology, though. You're right. Yeah. I, I like that there's consideration made for that. Again, showing the continuity yeah. of like using color to explain something yeah. to the audience. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, pretty, and I loved cool. the color of her just getting you know completely rusted over by the end of it, and the eyes yeah, changing she looked, everything. She looked badass, looking demonic yeah. at the end. Yes. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. trying to fight it off yeah there's some really yeah, good we, stuff with which that. i mean that whole the highway fight on the switchbacks like it's it's a fantastic set piece it doesn't make much sense where the two humans are just underground walking and then they're driving miles upon miles to catch up to mm-hmm. them yeah. but it, visually it is very okay. stunning yeah yeah. I, <laughs> yeah I loved it so no that was a <laughs> and, uh, that trailer shot with the rocket going through um wheeljack with yeah. rc in there yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah i, I love that, that rc that. is only about like she's like maybe seven and a half or eight feet tall so she can still fit inside there's some good yeah. scaling of optimus is your base bumblebee's yeah, a small transformer mirage is a little bit smaller and then you've got rc who's like I can get in the car. Like I can literally like yeah. ride with you guys. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it makes sense to the various vehicles that they are. As opposed to the, the G1 cartoon where a robot that turns into a jet is the same size as a robot that turns into a car. And it's like, that or doesn't a, make any or sense. A God. Yeah. 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 It does, it, it, yeah. It does get a little confusing with me with Mirage when he turns into a suit that Noah can wear. That's like smaller we'll than car. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I have more theories there. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Me too. Especially when we get yeah. to what kind of the ending of this movie hints at, and we'll we'll save that till we get yeah, there. That, yes. There's yeah. big implications hints happening. At Mike, at, oh, no, not head. it yes. tells you. <laughs> you're right. Hits yeah, you over the head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and I also wanted to mention that so Bumblebee obviously gets killed or gets knocked out and the part of the stakes of this movie is that they're like if we get the transwarp key we can take him back to cybertron where he could be recharged right Mm -hmm. so they're like we need to save bumblebee and obviously bumblebee is a huge uh fan favorite character of the movies at least and whether uh, you like it or not yes yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's here which i do like the the, the bumblebee bumblebee uh which is this you know the same design from the bumblebee movie i like that design a lot Great like blocking his, of colors so you can see everything. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. I love his design so yeah. much. Yep. Yeah. The lines we want, we want of the radio back. stuff were yeah. were good again this time. I always like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm I anticipate they're all time period appropriate, you know. I would imagine. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and in general, the ninety four setting really worked for me. Even though I know it yeah. is kind of just an avenue for them to say like Wu Tang and Bowser and Game Boy watching, like, and E. The OJ Simpson trial at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I liked that too. Have like well, I, the brother that was character. on every TV yeah. all the time at that period. Yeah. So yeah. The introduction of the brother character, he obviously mentions Sonic and Tails. He says, I just need to beat Bowser. And he, he has talks a about classic fat Game Boy. That mm-hmm. he, yes, yeah. gray and purple. He talks about Superman, so he's just dropping all these different IPs. Yeah, um, yeah Air Jordan oh, shirts. Right. Like yes. there's Mighty yes. Morphin Power yeah. Rangers shirt. Shout out Hasbro. You know. Uh, yep. 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 Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So Bumblebee's here. We learn that there is some energy around here, uh, but not enough to do anything to help him. But uh, the the Maximals have moved the key for safekeeping. They're keeping it with this um, indigenous peoples who've been with them for hundreds of years kind yes, of working together and the, the yeah. guardians of the maximals I and guess. so they kind of show optimus you can work with humans and, and another underlining moment uh before we get this to the third dope. act but yeah i like all the interactions with um optimus primal well, yeah. 
Yeah. It's great when they're introduced and essentially like Optimus, like Air Razor comes in and tells everybody, hey, don't fight because the Autobots <laughs> and the Maximals are about to like blow each yeah. other's brains mm-hmm. out. But yeah. then like Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal talk and he Optimus Primal's just like, yeah, I'm named after you. And Prime is just yeah, like, so he what? knew who he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, what does that mean? And it's like, oh, right. we're from your past and your future. And it's like, okay, Again. more of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. And also, like, I expected a little bit different from meeting Optimus Prime, he's thinking, too. It's like, this is not yeah, yeah. the Optimus Prime I would have imagined, which is an interesting yeah. thing, too. I'm sure you're right. It is. Yeah. That's, that's like a theme of the movie, right? So, Correct. Yeah. Totally. You're, seeing, you're seeing this frustrated Optimus Prime again. So. I just, I don't know. I have to underline it in a Transformers movie because when they do something that makes sense for the plot and character development, it's, it needs to be yeah. highlighted in this it series. Is, yes, it is, yeah. it is a unique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A unique so, they're making a movie. Yeah. Wow. And there's yeah. good yeah. writing. Um, yeah. But now what happens here? They just get attacked and basically lose the other half of the key. And then the terror third act is happening. Put it together and just call Unicron. Correct. Now we have a ticking yes. clock yeah. element, just like extinction. You yeah, know, so we have he's this, coming. Like, portal we need opening, to stop him. Right? And yeah. again, they need the humans to like run on this bridge to, you know, the human-sized tunnels the of the transformer technology. This is yeah. the second time in this screenplay, Jacob, <laughs> where they do say it is important that you guys are still here because you are very small and you yeah. can crawl into. Things. Yeah, well, that's really the only purpose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were air vents, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But you know, we have RC the is not that much bigger than a human right <laughs> i bet a motorcycle could drive in there Jacob, i would have yeah. to take rc with you she would have done a lot more in this third act that actually right. an interesting that idea. would have been pretty sweet actually because you can ride on a motorcycle a human-sized yeah, motorcycle true. but um yeah. one benefit of this too though like you know we have elena and noah and they're, they're doing kind of the bare minimum to keep it going there's parallels with its lines but this is refreshingly the least number of human characters in a transformers movie Really, one hundred percent. We are very focused yeah, on the dynamic and, of the Transformers. And let's point this out, Mike. They are not white Victoria's Secret models. That no. is also yeah. a very unique feature for the leads of Transformer films. So I am very happy about that. Yeah, and we have yeah. Elena's boss taking all the credit for her work and things like that. You know, like there's some. Oh, she's so nineties that it's like just looking at. Yeah, that that boss yeah. where it's like, oh, I remember people like this. I hate so you. Really- <laughs> yeah. Shoulder pads like right. April O'Neil from Ninja yeah. Turtles yeah. Two Core. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but that, so interesting, like new leads for this franchise, and I'm here for that too. But also, we are focusing on the Transformers mostly, which is all we want. You could do a whole yeah. movie with no human characters. I think we've been saying that, yeah. but this is, I, I think, mean, a good balance. Uh, Maybe right, we, as we have announced and. Yeah, the next movie that is coming, Transformers 1. Please the animated film. So. Fantastic. Well, there we go. I didn't even know that. So, breaking news for me. But we get Very to yeah, our, our big battle. What I have, I'll wait till we get to the end of the battle and how everyone's defeated. But any thoughts on this, uh, Evan? You know, the kind of any, this is, this is our big action scene. It's going to be the next 30 minutes. We're trying to turn yeah. off the laser. This is pretty much where right. we're at. I mean, yeah. I think the it's big the thing that everybody would probably kind of harp on is just like, okay, the moment they got the key, it suddenly summons this bridge and like the whole portal building apparatus, which was, Love uh, it. which was interesting, but it's like, okay, having seen it twice, if you go back to the beginning of the movie, that whole, that whole like area, like, I guess the pedestal is also there that you can see in the background. So you have to assume that, yeah, the key does either summon or create the stuff, I guess, to right. open up these portals. I don't know how then that they're summoning like the Terracon minions through the walls at yeah. the end as well. 
Uh, we have to have it, minions. They're coming right. through the portal. Yeah, right? we have to have minions. It, yeah. yeah, dropping those balls. Very, um, is, I was going to say end game. We just have to have this fodder for our heroes to shine, yeah. right? We have to have more than yeah. three enemies. Dun, so, dun, dun. Yeah, what can yeah. you do? Uh, that's a little tropey, but I do like seeing, again, the Maximals transform. I wish we had more. Uh, well, a little bit Mike, more they don't them, but... transform. They, in fact, maximize. You're right. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> and they minimize Autobots and they go to your taskbar. I, I like the scene where, uh, you know, obviously Optimus and Optimus are together and they're like, Autobots, Maximals, roll out. Roll and then out. at some point, Optimus Primal says, Maximals, Maximalize, or whatever he says. Maximize. Maximize. <laughs> maximize. You should yeah. say Maximalize, I think. Realize, Maximize, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, I tried to find today a picture. Obviously, the film just came out this weekend. I would hope nothing leaks, but just to see if they did announce, like, this is what the stills of the characters look like transformed. Because we really don't get a lot of clear shots of what Rhinox or Cheetor look like. I would have liked a very, like, you know, like you get in a Marvel movie, like an end pose hero shot. Yes. Yeah. Cool action with them, though. Yes. Yeah. See them fight a couple guys yeah dudes you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean obviously there's the studio series toys that you can buy <laughs> hey well, there we go shout out used the most up-to-date cad that we had when we made them okay <laughs> so, there were some slight tweaks those. as the movie was delayed and pushed out but mm. it is what it is yeah yeah I, Which, that whole process so that's just fascinating a quick sidebar like that it's this is a stamp in time of where the designs were with the film again you know there's gonna be slight changes but that workflow of like these are the models that we are using in the film like that is very cool um yeah design workflow so i mean i mean part of it is on part of it is on us and the fact that a like development of a transformer figure takes about a year and a half to two years so it's Mm. a little bit longer than the normal process of making a figure which is traditionally about one year to a little bit less Mm -hmm. um so there's you have to make it so that it yeah, it's yeah. One it has thing to be functional too. Another, right? Exactly. Oh, that's true too. Jay. It's easier in a computer yeah. to CGI it, but when you have to make a practical thing, that yeah, that, that's yeah. that's an that obstacle. Work. Yeah, but yeah, sure. I think you guys nailed it for this final scene. It is very Avengers. It feels like a Marvel movie where it's like, okay, here are heroes against the odds. You get that hero shot of all of them standing up, mm-hmm. like on the cliff face before they yeah. rush into battle. Yep. Big... But again, I think the action is more coherent than the Bay movies where you can oh, actually absolutely. tell what's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um the camera isn't all going all shaky and stuff, so no. that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Primal transforms, the, uh, he looks cool. He's using like a yeah. double sword, you know, all every the action, Blade everybody's doing the... their awesome stuff. Yeah. From the toy. I thought there were some iffy uh moments with the CG and the compositing sometimes when the humans were like interacting with with the transformers on screen like when when noah fist bumps yeah. one of them or something it looks a little strange like they didn't composite it like that well or something there is one shot with optimus where for whatever reason he has like a blue tint on him and no one mm. else does and i'm just i remember thinking like oh why is that why is it like that <laughs> yeah. i only noticed it because it's like i that was my second viewing of it so i was like paying closer attention to details for maybe future figures that I can make or something like that. But yeah, yeah. amazing. Right. Yeah. I 
truly only had issues with the CGI at one moment. So let's get to it. That is Noah's head in the suit. So now oh, let's talk yeah. about the mirage of well, sacrifice. Evan, you got to be happy. We do get Mega Man in this Transformers. Movie. Oh my God. Yeah. It is Mega Man. Come down and appear. But so. I mean, so suits exist in the Transformer lore. And he, he there's has. a whole. So, but at the same time, so Mirage is obviously taking the hit to protect Noah, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like he is. He's dying. He promised he's his like, brother that I'll look after yeah. him. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he has a very specific line that says, hey, you need to take the wheel. So that leads me to believe that he is still alive, which then makes me think that this is very much a take on like the power masters or the headmasters. Or a headmaster, were, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So which are older toy gimmicks where mm. a human essentially put on a suit and would become the head of a transformer or would become the engine of a transformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only issue I have with this armor is that he has rocket jets and Mirage did not have rocket jets. <laughs> well, and right. I'm going to say the only issue I have with this armor is later when he, a person this big, is holding the, the hand uh, of Optimus Prime. Will, As he's being sucked into a black hole. Yeah. But yeah, there's, yeah. there's we, another we will, thing we will. that we could talk about with that scene. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Well, please, uh, please. Yeah. The scale of it is confusing to me because he's a car-sized Autobot who then he has this death scene where you think he dies, but then he actually didn't die. But he, yeah, is handicapped. A good chunk of his mass blown off of him. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I guess you would assume it's not all. It's just whatever would eject from him. I guess, I guess. core yeah. services. Like, so then he was missing a leg on the suit that yeah. he can wear, um, and then it's a human sized suit, and he's even riding on the back of Bumblebee. Has a yeah. car at one point. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It says, let's hit it, B. It's great. I love it. Well, hold uh, on a second. Yeah. When, when the key and whatever is activated, that it produces enough. There's a, the explosion shockwave produces enough energy on to revive Bumblebee. And That's boy, did right. the crowd love this. Dude, hell yeah. It activated the inert energon that was around. So, yeah. which was enough to give Bumblebee a transfusion so that he could come back. Mm-hmm. He's having to be taking a nap on a slab of it. He's dropped off by Stratosphere. He gets this incredible aerial battle sequence. It's yeah, the crowd went out. crazy. This is takes like out Nightbird. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell Great yeah. song he's playing. He's hyping himself up. You know, yes, yeah. 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 I like the soundtrack for all of this. All the the yeah. New York based hip hop was was very cool. Yeah. yeah, I did too. But yeah, so the so final battle's happening. We get several. Uh, threats to rip out spines or kill you forever uh, against That's Scourge. Right. There's a lot of violent threats being made because we hate Scourge. Optimus He's terrible. loves ripping heads off <laughs> with the skeleton attached. That's something, or the spine. He loves to do that. Right? Yeah, do we, so can we yeah, talk about his violence nice. levels here? Because Our how he defeats Scourge sure. is quite, quite interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brutal. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> we could talk about that. He deserved it. Well, let me he, just say. He did. He, he um, definitely deserved it. Um, Noah says, Noah's brother says in the beginning, I can't beat Bowser. And do you guys remember how you beat Bowser in the original Mario? You just uh, jump you over have, him, right? Yeah. You jump on yeah. the axe and then it pulls the floor out and he falls in lava. Uh-huh. How does Scourge get killed in this with lava? Why are they missing these? I'm, it's right there. Right. That's a good point. It's yeah. right there. It's and then the kid can beat Bowser. I can't get him to fall in the lava, Noah. Optimus, use the lava. You know, like, come on. Anyway. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, I, didn't I like it. It's all good. I love overthinking. Yeah. That's my kind of my thing. But anyway, 
but they were right there. So, so again, it's good, but it could have been like really good having they drawn those parallels. But maybe Nintendo was like, we're making money on our end. I'm not going to let you show the Mario video game. So who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, we get um, lava stuff. Does he rip his head off? He does. He, first, he takes the insignia, Bumblebee's insignia. He's like, that belongs to a friend of mine. Yeah. He does say <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> he pushes him into the like lava wall. And like as he's like pushing him in, he like stabs his head and like rips it out and rips the spine out. Yeah. Right. Oh, Scourge has lost his mask by this point, so we've yes. sort of seen that he is this Very more cool. sort of organic alien creature. And we do well, get this line from Unicron earlier of, uh, you, "When I saved you from your world," you know, basically implying that he came to his too. I would have liked to have seen a little more of that stuff woven into him. Yeah, he said yeah. you could have died with the rest of your world. So basically, yeah. Unicron. I mean, made him a slave world. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean they pulled a silver surfer right he became a right, right. Mm-hmm. yes totally they mentioned you know unicron's minions he like possesses their souls and corrupts them so that they do his bidding and all that makes them stronger yeah yep. yeah he uses them with what it dark what we assume energy. is dark energon so yeah yeah which is what powers them up right well, it was working until uh until humans yeah, until and transformers th- learn to work together <laughs> That's power right. of friendship yeah. Yeah, another anime trope came along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. perfect but yeah so he gets sent to lava uh, and then we can't turn off the thing because there's an explosion that blows up the human council so the whole point of we need to go through the tunnel and type in the code is negated and then Optimus says I'll just hit it with my axe I'll just blow it up I'll just, but he, like, really? he thinks he's, he's going like, to be yeah. sacrificing himself though. So again, yeah. he's doing yeah. what uh, Ape Link did in the beginning. You guys get out of here. I'll make the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, and then Noah says, get a home team. Scene, right? yeah. yeah. We think he's going to get he sucked says, into the I'm anomaly. You go. Yeah. Yeah. Grabs yeah. his hand. And then Optimus Prime has an axe that he has buried into the metal. So yes. at any time, if he really wanted to sacrifice himself, he could have just let go of the axe. Uh, right. no, because True. Noah grabs onto the axe, and yeah, that is the what they're going to do. Let it go. Yeah. Until Optimus Primal Optimus then comes Primal. in and grabs him. Yeah. Yes. It's like uh, Autobots, humans, and Maximals can all work. Yeah. all together. But then that glorious scene of Optimus Prime just grabbing Noah, and then he does the most g one version of his conversion, and it is just like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ev, when you, because, you know, you would get the instructions for Transformers, and it would be like, it's the car, it's the person. And then as a kid, you would find the in-betweens, all the stuff. But the, the way that he's down still has the hands out, the head up, Ev. Like, I've seen you make that toy of our old one that a thousand times. And it's so true in this moment that truly I did acknowledge and go like, this is great. Like that perfect side profile as he's doing. I was like, this is great. And it's you don't have to overthink stuff sometimes. It's like, just do it. Like, because people who've never had the toy won't know the difference. But if people who are familiar, they're going to really appreciate that you took you made the effort. Right. And so I think that's super cool. Uh, the other super awesome transformation scene we have to shout out is when Noah is driving backwards in Mirage and Mirage spins around just yeah. by transforming. That was yep. so that was cool. Awesome. Even when they hop out, when they're getting ready to go to battle after he gets his supplies, uh, and he just, you see it in the trailer, but in context, yes. you're like, no, I, these guys are cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you feel like they've got a similar vibe and energy. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, I did dig it. So the day is saved. Uh, Unicron is trapped once again uh and 
no casualties besides uh, Air Razor on, on our we hero see, side, luckily, right? Yeah, they're flying back. Um, Noah's looking at uh, Mirage's body, I guess. And then later we see that he's working on this old beat-up Porsche. Uh, and it turns out, you know, he's fixing Mirage. Um, this car's not even going to start. Not even <laughs> going to start. Mirage, transform. Oh, it was great. Yeah, was yeah, great. yeah. I loved it. His little grifter buddy. He's like, yeah, I like yeah. that character too. His his little hustler friend as well. I like that he made a cable box because we had a cable box in the nineties that was hacked. Of course, uh, maybe, of I don't course, know where we got it. Yeah, probably Brooklyn. My only question is: so in the beginning, when they're when they're doing this heist, right, to steal Mirage, he's like, oh, these rich people, blah blah blah, they don't care. Like, but who did like Mir- who was Mirage's owner before this that they were stealing? I think he was just hanging out in that garage, just sleeping or but just they were in hibernation or targeting whatever. this Porsche to steal though. Like they knew that that Porsche would be in that garage or. Oh, he says my security guard buddy said this car has been there for days and hasn't moved. So maybe it's just one that. Okay. I missed that. He's yeah. like, here's a car collection. Perfect place for me to hide. Mirage says, and just yeah. chills and the security guard just like, Hey, this thing hasn't gone anywhere. Right. Okay, that makes more sense. Maybe it's been abandoned. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I guess now we have to talk about the final scene. Yeah. So this is the big thing. The big thing. Maybe it seems like the advertising now in a post-release world has kind of geared towards, can you believe how the world of Hasbro itself as a company is opening up into a film franchise to become bigger and bigger? Mm -hmm. Uh, We get a little cross-pollination with another Hasbro company. Now, Noah goes out for another security interview. He has a good feeling about this one. And in fact, the interview goes very well because they've been keeping an eye on him. And they want to recruit him, him and his big friends to their little organization called G.I. Joe. Wow. Which, wow. I don't know if you noticed when he turns the plaque, it says like a real hero or something like that. Uh, I didn't uh, notice that. Yeah. I, uh, the first time I saw it, it's like, oh, did that say a real American hero? And then, no, it, it says just like a real hero. A real it's hero. like a real hero award. It's Any like, of oh, the vehicles as they're coming down to that hangar, are those G.I. Joe specific or anything that jumped out to you? No. No. And obviously, the official statement that I have to say is we're very excited for the possibility of a future universe here, but there are currently no plans. So, Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. That is, okay. That, that is my official PR well, statement for that. Right well, now. we'll say as fans, it seems like the intention is, of course, to to fold it over more and cry yeah. as the comics have in the past. And we brought up in the past when we did the animated movie, there was a G.I. Joe movie. There was this Transformers animated movie. And of course, when we watched the cartoon as kids, they aired 30 minutes apart. These two mm-hmm. have had a long right. history with each other. And yeah. uh, I thought the one way they, they could have made the scene better Maybe they couldn't get him, but Channing Tatum should have been the guy no, that no, was interviewed. Wayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. Because he played Roadblock. Yeah. Marlon Wayne. Roadblock. Yeah. Not, uh, uh, no, Channing Pac. Tatum. What, what, wouldn't does Channing Tatum play the main one? What is his name? Duke. A Duke? I don't remember. Duke. It is Duke. Duke. Thank you. Yeah. It is Duke. Duke. Of course, there have been technically yeah. three G.I. Joe movies now. Um, our pal Joe, obviously the number one G.I. Joe movie fan in the world, probably. Why? I wonder what mm-hmm. he thinks of this. <laughs> Why? He Officially. loves the G.I. Joe movies. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. Asked yeah. to see this film just for this final moment here. I, I found it exciting. I don't hear, I guess in my mind, it's like, it kind of encapsulates what I think is so good about this movie itself with everybody saying all this stuff of like, 
um, that Spider-Verse is like the Empire Strikes Back. You know, it's like this middle film in a great trilogy. Mm-hmm. This film, while it is a sequel to an independent blah, 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 other film, this film will be, this to me felt very New hope This yeah. felt like a I'd great, nice, mm. normal, easy movie to enjoy that I could see being a springboard for a lot of stuff I will enjoy in the future, and especially this final moment here. We hail Mary and destroy yeah. the Death Star, and they're going to rebuild a second one eventually. Like, he'll be back. Dun, 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 dun. Somehow, yeah, like, well, Unicron returns. Like you said, it's uh, sort of a soft reboot. So how that ties into the Bay movies, it's, you know, I have questions about that, but I do like that it's a continuation of the timeline from Bumblebee. It's not a direct sequel in that it's telling a totally different story with different human characters and stuff. Um, But I would be interested to see what happens with the future of these movies, depending on obviously how this one does at the box office, because I'm a little worried about that. Uh, We're crossing our fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I, I was reading that I think it's like expected to do like 165 million in its opening weekend, which is not that good for like a blockbuster movie. And in, domestic in the, or is that global? I think domestic. Okay. Um, global. Here's, here's, just here's yeah. what I'm going to say real quick because we're getting another lifeline for a film that we've we've pushed a ton on this podcast. Dungeons and Dragons. It was announced this week is finding a second life on digital. People Thank are God. renting it, it and are purchasing it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. We're excited. Deserve Chris it. Pine, who does all these interviews where they're like, are you going to make a fourth JJ Abrams, Star Trek movie? Yeah. He just says like, look, the issue is everybody wants these movies to make Avengers money and they're right. not going to. And the quicker they realize that the better. Now this film I think is pretty good. I think like Dungeons and Dragons, it will find a second life if it doesn't find uh, great success in the theaters, which I'm hoping it will. But I also hope going forward, the producers are able to realize maybe this isn't a franchise that ever does make Avengers money. Well, yeah. The problem is that the Bay movies did set a precedent where those movies they made did... billions of dollars. Yes, yeah, you are correct. Yeah. So now you have. So, so obviously when Bumblebee came out, a lot of people felt it was like the best Transformers movie to that point, and it did the worst financially. Mm-hmm. And part of that, I think, was franchise fatigue of the Transformers movies, which was which is a ripple effect from the Bay movies. So I feel like that's probably still happening with this movie, um, where people are like, oh, another Transformers movie. Like I don't like those, you know. So I'm not going to give it a chance. Um, and also, I just think the timing, the release, maybe wasn't the best for it, where it's coming out. Between Spider-Verse, which is doing really well, and The Flash, which comes out next week, it's kind of going to get lost in this summer blockbuster uh, time period a little bit. Uh, Just tough competition. Bumblebee originally, yeah, because it's right. like the original Spider-Verse and Aquaman came out like this. Right, right. Oh, my and it God. just it got swallowed. Like, yeah. Right. Gone is the time of the blockbuster of the month. You know, you do not get to win the month anymore. You're very lucky to win the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And a second one if you're very lucky. But um, I I do want to speculate before maybe we'll go to final thoughts and go into what's going on. Just this will be my note and then we'll go to final thoughts and speculations going forward, I guess. But uh, when I see Mega Man suit and then I think (laughs) of the original G.I. Joe movie, I'm like... 
they take this technology and make those power suits out of the this accelerator suits. Yeah, yeah. My, and I'm like, does power. Noah become That's a mainframe or like you know yeah. a tech GI Joe guy? Like you know, does he become a GI Joe? Right? He's he's like, I do technology yeah, stuff. Like you know, Colonel by the end of it. Yeah. So yeah. interesting stuff. But I guess that's a good point uh, with that cliffhanger to let's do final thoughts, maybe uh, speculations that we can make within uh, our legal constraints. And uh, we'll just talk uh, everything we wrap this up or wrap up Transformers today. Eyes of the Beast right after this. The more we talk about it, the more I think I like it more than I realized. I, I think it was just the people behind me too. Yes. Yeah, uh, I liked it when I was watching it, but now with all this other stuff, I'm like, well, maybe there was more stuff going. That's yeah, just you know the what? Positivity that I radiate. <laughs> yeah, <go>. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Definitely. Uh, no problem. Well, it's been positively great having you on here as we get to our final thoughts and any future speculations of where this stuff is going. Uh, Evan, uh, kick it to you. Any thoughts that you can want to share? You right, had, is, you is had there theories. Anything? Yes, and anything you would want to see as well, especially Correct. since you, again, can't commit to commenting on anything. Well, I mean... As a be, fan. Yes. At, so, as a fan, and obviously at Hasbro, we're we're working up for Transformers 1 stuff right now. So, mm-hmm. like, that's where everybody's mentality is locked in. For mm-hmm. this movie, I very much enjoyed it. I do hope we get more. I want to see more of the Beast characters. I obviously want to see, okay, now that we have the Maximals, are we going to talk about the Predacons? It would be great to kind of bring them into the fray as well. But if this does launch something more, obviously you have the looming threat of Unicron. So how are they going to deal with this planet-sized menace? And I would like to see what they do. Right. Ev, would you, would you have preferred just a Beast Wars movie, not this sort of mixed hybrid that we ended up with? Maybe. Um, but I don't know you can't do that without Bumblebee, right? He is the connecting thread in every one Seems of like. these Transformer movies. Yeah. Um, I think this is the way to get people's focus back on the beasts and be like, yeah. oh, how do you feel about these beast characters? What's that? You like them? Okay, maybe now we can do something more with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. One uh, thing that uh, I was a little bummed out with, because I, I watch limited trailers. I was like, okay, it's, it's another Transformers. I, I kind of, I know the mental state I'll be in. So let's go check it out regardless. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I always, you know, I, I like Dinobot and I wanted to see Megatron Godric the grafted with his T-Rex arm. I thought that was maybe going to show up oh, here. But see, yeah. I, I love that, Mike. But I almost yeah. wonder, Ev, if so I want more, I want that. Just, yeah. If they couldn't just do straight Beast Wars is because you literally have a dinosaur named Megatron. You have a gorilla named Optimus Prime Ole. If literally they were like, audiences aren't going to fucking understand what this is. We, it's just too similar. Yeah. That is it's entirely possible. It is entirely mm-hmm. possible. And I, I do hope we get there because obviously we've seen like the Bayverse versions of Grimlock like do fantastic and people love him even though he's in the movie for like less than a minute. Right. Um, as a mount. Yeah. But he looks like yeah. great. As, yeah, exactly. What about exactly. the baby yeah. dinosaurs? They need to bring those guys back too. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I love them all. Love well, now that all. we can travel time and space, you know, well, we well, destroyed more, the key, yeah. so now we can't. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Cade Yeager comes through a portal. That's what you want, Mike. He's just a bodybuilding scientist down on his luck, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. Bodybuilding inventor, I will. Yeah. I will Who finds yeah. the only <laughs> football in China. 
<laughs> to throw it at someone during a chase scene. Listen, the biggest NFL um, fan in, in Shanghai or whatever. Yeah. When we were coming out of the movie, Colin, you did tell me, you're like, but did you like these human characters more than Sam Witwicky and Kate Yeager, Shia LaBeouf and Mark Wahlberg? And I said, yeah, I actually did like these characters. You said, I liked... So you, I thought you had a I hot take where you said you like Shia, Shia and Mark Wahlberg better than the human I, characters. In this but again, I think we discovered it on this, that this is a film that is so much more about the Transformers that really, yeah. you know, when you're on that plane and Noah's like, so like your dad's dead or something. <laughs> and like Alina has to be like, yeah, and like I kind of do this for this reason. And I sing because of this. Like it goes nowhere. It means nothing. It's all mm-hmm. fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Story for her. Yeah. And like and it's, was it's a cab driver for 40 years, but yeah. he was brilliant. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And people, yes, getting no opportunities because of, yes, there is definitely some stuff woven into there. But, it, but to I, compare Noah to, to Sam Witwicky, I felt my like, best friend, Sam <laughs> <laughs> I never liked the Sam Witwicky character, though, really, because the I code in my like brain. He, yeah. Maybe it's just the fact that I've heard him more. I have three movies of him talking so much and so loud that I feel yeah. like I do know him more than I know Noah Ramos. It's a balance, though, right? Because as you were yeah. saying before, it's because the movie's focused on him more so than the actual robots. The totally. Transformers. Yeah. yeah. And this one, it very evened it out where it's like, oh, you're getting a lot of scenes where just the robots are talking to each other and they are emoting and having feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, you guys remember that, when John Tatura as the CIA agent gets his henchman Alan Tudyk Dutch? I mean, that character yeah. alone, I'm just like, those films had so many crazy human characters. They were like yeah, that's the thing. I yeah. won't be able to get over it. I yeah. mean, yeah, going into my final thoughts a little bit, I thought yeah, this please. movie it doesn't have all the wackiness of the Michael Bay movies. That's a good Weird way to put it. Characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know, obviously the racist stereotypes sometimes, the objectifying shots of women that this doesn't have, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the Bay movies had this certain personality that was like, you know, love it or, or hate it. It's like, at least it's like doing something original. And I like this movie. I, I may be the most lukewarm on it out of the four of us, but I didn't dislike it. I just felt like, the plot, it was a little generic. Like It's a plot that could have fit into any of the Bay movies, just change a couple words around. But it was well-written in that in, in, a, in a way that the Bay movie, like it's more focused, it's more uh, cohesive. Uh, mm-hmm. So ultimately, I, it's, it's maybe the best. I mean, I think Bumblebee is the best movie with Transformers in it, but this is maybe the best Transformers movie because it's more of an ensemble Transformers movie. Whereas yes. Bumblebee was more of a, you know, coming of age e. movie about this one girl and, and her yeah. robot friend. Yeah. Iron Giant. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it, I think it is the best Transformers movie. Um, and it's a good starting point maybe for a new franchise to kind of take off. Um, but I didn't think it was an amazing movie, but I thought it was good enough to keep me kind of interested in this franchise. Okay, I definitely want to go next here on Final Thoughts then, because yeah. Jacob, I've been having some some very similar thoughts that you just reminded me of. Here's what I wanted to say. I am re-watching the Fast and Furious franchise right now, mm-hmm. and it has me thinking in my mind the similarities okay? between... <laughs> I'm not. I feel very sick. Oh, man. Between Transformers and Fast and Furious, and obviously not just the cars, of course, 
But Jacob, when something has so many entries, 11 films by the time we were covering Fast X, we had talked about 11 Fast and Furious films. We're now talking about the seventh Transformer films. You do go, what are the staples of the franchise? And you kind of have to look at yourself objectively and go, when there was so much evidence of what the Michael Bay Transformers universe was, and you're saying wackiness, but again, it's kind of own flavor of what it was that really did feel throughout very well defined in all those films. You go, okay, is it successful to break away from that? And again, this has changed so many creatives that it kind of makes sense to do that. Mm-hmm. When we get to Fast X, where we're saying things like, well, I don't like that it's not as wacky or goofy as they used to be. But also there were periods where like the things that I liked about Fast and the Furious was like that they were normal before they became these superhero films. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of jumped the shark. Right. You tr- see and track all these changes and what you like about them. And I, I am kind of at that crossroads now where I go like, what do I want out of Transformer movies? And I guess I kind of don't really know. Again, I'm mm. with you in that I think this was a very serviceable, palatable thing that was sent to me. It's not what I would have ordered, but yeah, I didn't hate it. Well, it's very safe. And it's it kind su- of pleases everyone. And, and is that what this franchise needs? A super safe, normal entry where it's like, we got everything polished down to exactly how we think it should be, quote unquote, for you to enjoy it. Yeah. And it's not going to be surprising or interesting, yes, but it is going to be good, quote unquote. And I think that's what this accomplishes. And I think and this franchise needs good over amazing. Like a Star mm-hmm. Wars yeah. episode seven, kind of like, correct. Where, hey, we're telling a new yeah. book all over again because that's safe. Yes, we right. we. We blew it with our audience with those prequels. Please come back. We will give you the same thing again. Yes. We're setting Um, the table, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think in a post Bay franchise, because Michael Bay was so synonymous with the Transformers movie franchise for better or worse. In the 2000s. Yeah. It's it's, it's very Zack Snyder to DC, if you think Mm. about it, because his name just, it's like you can't get away from it. You're like, that's this thing. The Flash is a Zack Snyder movie. And you're like, right. No, we're trying to get away from that. Trying to get away from that. Obviously, Michael Bay still produced this movie, but it's, it's, you know, I think Michael Bay is an auteur in that he has these stylistic tendencies that show up in his movies for better or worse, maybe you hate him, maybe you, you love him, but he did become synonymous with the Transformers, where if you thought about the Transformers movies in the 2000s, you would think, oh, Michael Bay, crazy, you know, the way they transformed in those movies, like, made no sense, it was just crazy nonsense moving all over the place. Um, this is stylistically getting away from that, and I think fans of the franchise, like hardcore Transformers fans are going to like this a lot more right because those bay movies are very divisive so yeah in that way it's definitely successful whether or not you know everyone will like this film i don't know right well the global appeal of a michael bay film is, is vast where a, let's say an americana throwback 1980s nostalgia thing less of a global appeal for that type of film or even yeah. you know so you're walking line but and i guess also i've Okay, I just say one more thing too mm-hmm. about that is that I felt like the 2000s Transformers movies were very of their time, mm-hmm. and it's interesting 
that they're setting these now in the past where they're period yes. movies where they can kind of comment on the 80s and the 90s instead of setting them in present day 2000s which because the they were incredibly current feeling you are right yeah. Yeah. this one maybe it didn't feel, age that well yeah it, this one does feel like a 90s action movie which I mean, yeah they're so ingrained in pop culture like people always reference like the dumb 90s action movies and the yeah, 80s yeah. ones well. made right. by michael bay the rock it feels like the rock right. but not yeah. the michael bay touches of the rock it is interesting yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so i guess i'll go into my final thoughts before we kick it to Please. our expert uh to round it out here um you know setting in the 80s and 90s for this soft reboot it's like that's the age the people who grew up with the toys were so you're getting the nostalgia of i remember being in the 80s being in the 90s and watching the show and here it is in all of its glory like i think that's the play they're making right now which is smart um and i do like that it i don't need a robot humping megan fox in my transformers you know i don't need yeah. a dog humping any i don't need anything humping anything in my transformers movies michael bay so i'm happy that they've gone <laughs> no. this direction we're robot focused um and i'm i'm back in on the franchise that i thought i would be out on like i thought bumblebee was an anomaly and i'm glad that this was it's not incredible but it's good and it's it's a step in the right direction and i'm i'm on board for where they're going as long as i get a t-rex hand megatron but the biggest lesson i took away from this film is all you have to do to get healthcare in America is save the entire galaxy. <laughs> you get the best doctors, really? Yeah, you yeah. save the world. You and that's it. it. What the guys you don't get set up for life. You, you just get healthcare it. for yeah. your brother. I mean, yeah. thanks for saving the world. Yeah. Yeah. My brother had sickle cell anemia, so I mean, it's probably going to be a while. But yeah, like, seem like that's that was yeah, certainly that's the bar. Healthcare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, save the entire God. galaxy, and we'll give you. We'll give your brother. The best the kind of doctors oh. that don't ask about account balances. Oh, this wow. This is the 90s, and things have only gotten worse in the, la- in the last 30 oh. years. So, not We need for health care for all humans, you know? <laughs> You're <laughs> optimist. Tell them what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll reform it. But yeah, I'm on board for the future. And uh, yeah, jokes aside, well done. Uh, kind of pivot, I think, off of some of the less tasteful aspects of the Bay films into something that's more for the fans. But yeah, uh, Evan, yeah, our expert, you're kind of, franchise. yeah. And Evan, you're, you're, you're like Noah, you, you get to join, you joined the team. Now you're prof- you're right. with the transformers. You made the transition, right? You're, you're one of the boys. You and your buddies. You're and, recruited. Uh, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on this as we wrap it up? I, I did very much enjoy this film. It's, it's interesting watching it take shape. Uh, because obviously the script changed quite a bit as we were going mm. forward. A lot of the big beats were there, but there were elements that swapped in and out. Like hardcore fans know that there was going to be a Decepticon called Transit in the movie at one point, but uh, he got <laughs> cut out, which is why there's that scene in the beginning with Optimus Prime walking in a bus yard. Uh, Transit oh, was going to uh, transform into a bus, so then they they cut that scene. I'm actually kind of uh, okay. That they <laughs> okay, okay, um, interesting. But uh, no, I. I very much enjoyed it. It it just needed it just needed to be good and it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was I was entertained. I enjoyed everything. Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime is always a joy. Uh Mirage was a great character. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as happy if they didn't bring Mirage back at the end. Like if he yeah. just if he was just dead and it's like, oh, you spent this whole movie developing this new main Autobot and then you yeah. kill him. I don't Why'd know you how do I that? Would, yeah, <laughs> and I don't he can know how speak. I would react to that. Yeah, as yeah, opposed to a it, bumblebee, you need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, loved RC. Yeah, it it was good. I oh, enjoyed well, this interpretation. 
Will you guys shout out your weird connection to RC real quick? Yes. Well, yes. I was trying to explain to Colin last night. So <laughs> RC is voiced by Liza Koshi, who is a online content creator. Uh, I was trying to explain to Colin who she is. She's very popular. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, Mike and I, through work, we both, not to dox us too much, but we work with con- like online content creators. You know, she started as a Viner youtuber that kind of thing um and uh i always liked her in terms of just in compared to her peers as viners you know back in the 2015 vine era uh i thought she was a really talented like physical comedian like a jim carrey style physical comedy Mm -hmm. um and now doing voice work that's interesting too but uh i always thought she was really talented for a viner which not to talk down on viners or anything but i thought she was like one that could trans kind of um transfer to a more traditional comedy acting career yeah i mean you kind of have to vine is gone right yes yeah vine yeah. is gone but it's been replaced yeah. by tiktok and youtube and different ways that you can do online content creation but she was a huge star in the vine era like one of the biggest viners that there were right? yeah and her you turn vines huge. into voicing a, a robot that's very incredible to me yeah well she's done a bunch of like her. like she joined when she joined youtube she was the first she was the fastest YouTuber to get 10 million subscribers ever. Whoa. Yeah, she's a pretty big deal in the she, online content creator world. She has a total on her YouTube of 3 billion total views plus. Yeah. Wow. So she, for, for non-traditional vector into, let's say, professional entertainment space going through the vines, yeah, she's done a good job. And I think with the RC, I kept thinking of those early vines. I'm like, man... You, Good for you. Good for you. So shout out to Liza Koshi. Let's bring some of those eyes to this movie, please. Yeah. Yeah, please. Again, just in the terms of like compared to her peers, like I did think I always thought like she had something that she could like really become like a huge star. So yeah. Mm. Good job. And before we get out of here, did it did it do? Should we do a Fortnite report? Anything ah, to yes. point out I, here? Welcome thank you for reminding me report. I did. <laughs> This is Jacob's Fortnite Corner. Daily <laughs> Fortnite Corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for reminding because I did want to mention this. The new season of Fortnite just dropped and it is very Transformers uh, relevant because it's... So basically this new season is called Wilds. It adds this whole new region, which I'm wondering now if this has to do with this movie because it adds this whole jungle region with temples mm. and stuff that's very like the peru of this movie mm-hmm. and then optimus prime is a skin in the new battle pass he's 30 uh, feet tall <laughs> well that's the thing yeah, they had to scale him down wish. to make him the same size as other <laughs> the fucking skins. giant optimus this wouldn't be fair yeah. yeah so this is i mean truly- prime, you have uh these new cybertron cannons that they introduce which is a new gun that you can have which is a very powerful cannon that's fun to use mm. um and then now people are asking like, oh, where's the transforming emote? Because there's no transforming emote. Hmm. People are like, that's, you know, you would assume that would like be the one thing that you would have. You would transform into a truck. But I think that's more of a technical limitation. Maybe they'll add it eventually. But him transforming into a truck would be kind of hard to animate, I think. And then. But now he just does like Gungam style or he does the gritty. Oh, he has a little dances. He has a, okay. You're going to have to look those yeah. up. He has a yeah. custom emote where he turns his arm into a cannon. Oh, cool. Uh, which is cool, but it would be cool to see a full truck transformation, but then people are going to want that to be a traversal emote because there's certain emotes where you can 
uh, move with them. They're called traversal emotes. Uh, mm-hmm. So you could drive around as the truck. That's kind of what people. Thank you for explaining this because is. I know nothing. About <laughs> yeah, that. I, 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 I wasn't. So right now. Yeah. now, so you guys but, have pointed out in the past, it's a battle pass skin, which means it's not something you can purchase. It's only something you can get if you play for this period. Yeah. So every so we're in chapter four of season three, and so chapter four started in January. There's been three seasons which each season is a battle pass and they generally have mostly original fortnite character skins and then usually one or two licensed ip characters so last season first season they had like the doom guy they had uh Geralt the witcher uh last season they had aaron yeager from uh attack on uh, titan attack on titan shingeki no kyoshin yeah Yeah. Uh, and that was fun. They had the ODM gear. People were swinging around. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that a lot. But now it's wow. Wilds. It's Optimus Prime. Uh, you can also buy Optimus Primal in the store. Uh, so Don't have, the skins will we be on. playing Fortnite for the first time ever just to get these skins? I mean, this would be the way to get me in. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, Optimus Primal uh, looks sick in the Fortnite skin. Are you kidding he? me? He looks. Yeah. He, he's just but again, there's no transforming. He's he's oh, you get an robot. robot. Yeah, I'll but again, the there's chat. no transform emote, which is I think something they need to add. I know there's some technical limitations there with making it realistically work, and then also once you transform, you need a you need like a head uh, a head hitbox for because the headshot is like a critical hit. Mm-hmm. So where would the head be in a truck? I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> in exactly. a truck that drives around. Yeah, I want to spend my money you... on this so bad right now. Yeah, I, so there's a good chance time. I will finally play Fortnite with you guys. Just well, that's to the thing. At if least you want to get into this. it, yeah, um, you can buy Optimus Primal for Optimus Prime. He's the last, like he's the very end of the battle pass. So you would have to grind through this whole. How how long would level. I have to play? It depends, but you'd have to earn a lot of XP to get to the end of the battle pass. Ooh, so basically. you have to be a good player. Oh, okay. yeah, it's not going to happen for us. Spend a long time. No, he'll Shooters, carry. Jacob no. will carry. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you play all Squad season, up. you'll get to the end of the battle pass eventually. But how long? How long is the season? How long is he available? I should it's say, like three months, probably. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, this sounds more doable then. Yeah, okay. like last season. Uh, also, they had a, a Spider-Verse collab recently where they had Miles Morales skin. They had Spider-Man 2099 skin. Um, those were a lot of fun. I bought them. But those you buy. Them. That was in the store, yes. Yeah, so I bought the I bought those. They also had they had Gwen in a battle pass at one at a previous battle pass. Wasn't able to get her, unfortunately. But um, a lot of cool stuff going on in Fortnite. I love these uh, licensed IP collabs. I'm kind of a sucker for them. I don't care. It um, brings eyes to it again. The trick yeah. with the the Viner lady. I want Transformers: Rise of the Beast to be doing all of these because yeah. I would be happy if people saw this and the film was a success. So fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, I mean, Same. the next yeah. subtitle logically, if we across the Spider Verse into Rise of the Beast, Beast Wars is a subtitle that we should be getting at some point. Like, come on, that yeah. would be dope. My the Transformers: I, eight, The Beast Wars. Yeah. Yes, oh, I, my I big that would be where the next probably one is the Dino Center. Yeah. That would be dope. I want the next one to be very Star Warsy. I want the whole thing to be, you know, they start on Earth, they go, this robot we're getting in is a rocket. He's going up there. We're all oh. going to fight Unicron. And that's the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 That would be awesome. Ed. That would be dope. Find yeah. a time MacGuffin. Get Grimlock and those fools out here. We need everybody. Yeah. 
or you empire and you yeah. lose and then we need to get everybody and that's the third movie we're getting everybody who can help right um yeah transformers rise of the beast uh evan thanks uh, so much for letting your expertise and your time yeah. uh to this really like, it really i learn a lot every guys. time yeah you need to make more transformers movies so we can have you on more yes out. i never thought yeah. i would say that after we did the transform a but man uh, I, I i'm back in uh, here's how bullish I am now. We were so depressed after Transform May, Mike, but in the same way that like the Sonic <laughs> films now can go like, yes, Sonic 3 is greenlit, but also the Knuckles spinoff. I want to hear Paramount going, the Mirage series is moving forward. It's going to tie into Bumblebee 2. Like, I, I want them to go all in on all this shit. So, it is fingers crossed. Because, like, originally... Like the plan way back in the day was Bumblebee movie, and then there would be a standalone Optimus Prime movie. Uh, but then mm, that never interesting. happened. Interesting. Um, yeah. It, but I, I agree. It would be fun to do another one, like an in between movie before you do yeah. like, the big war movies. Even yeah. this like, film really yeah. felt like it set up an Optimus Prime solo movie. I could really well, see that coming after this. They yeah. need to make those like as soon as possible because. We don't know how long, you know, Peter Cullen will be around for, and I don't no, know what I, happens after. You uh, know, don't don't say that. <laughs> not to bring us God. down, but uh, yeah. you know, right what do the they end, do yeah. with Optimus he's, Prime? He's Boy doing fine. Now. He's still doing conventions and everything, and he's That's like cool. happy yeah. going for it. So. Yeah. God bless. Well, hopefully, he'll keep doing it for a, for a long time after this. But hopefully. but yeah, but thank you guys for having me on. This is great to talk about this movie. Yeah. Um, we appreciate yeah. it so much. As always, uh, hit us up at normies underscore like underscore us, where you can rate, review, subscribe, leave us a comment, leave a question for Evan. We'll pass it over to him if you want to ask something about specific beasts that were in this movie. Shit, absolutely. Let us know. Uh, Ev, anything you want to plug at all? Uh, I have an Instagram. It's NaveScorp. Uh, it's my name backwards. If anybody wants to reach out to me on there, I usually post stuff for Hasbro, uh, usually some development stuff on how figures come to be and whatnot. I try to be good about answering people's questions when they reach out to me on there. So if you want to, please, by all means, uh, make sure to continue to check out Hasbro Pulse for daily deals on Transformers and what's going on with Desaurus and the HasLab over there. Hopefully we have a few drops coming that way. Uh, other than that, I guess look forward to us at San Diego Comic-Con. I think that's the next big thing that we got coming. So, Love it. And see cool. this film and buy the studio series Rise of the Beast figures. Please. Yes. Please and thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really great. All right, otherwise, this, so. all right. we have been your host. This is called Call Bumblebee. And- My, Mike to Miss Prime. This is uh, Jake Link. Jake Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Special guest. <laughs> Jake uh, Raham just- Lincoln. Just go with Evan Bot. That's good enough. There we go. All right. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Transformies like us. We appreciate all you listening, sticking around, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next episode. Uh, all of till us all together. Till all are one. Yeah. Till, till all are one. Till all, till all are one. I'll Home team. Take your face. <laughs> I. <laughs> the power of a prime. <laughs> power of a prime rib. Uh, Didn't stop. My name is Optimus Prime, leader of the Autobots. If you don't like, share, subscribe, or visit our YouTube, remember, I will kill you.